Will do, will do. gonna hear it. I, I, I might as well have been throwing out addresses and just them. No one cares. <laughs> Except the people I'm talking about. They are not gonna uh, hear I'm it. I'm not gonna listen. Brian should really No, it's okay. I, thought, I just thought it was ridiculous. I didn't even realize I did that in my name. We struggle with it every time. At least at least you didn't ask Joanna about her weight. Yeah, at least you didn't do that. I've literally been thinking about this. <laughs> Nice. I've not eaten anything off the counter since the episode. Good job. Wow. What if that falls on your body? What? <laughs> what if it like? What if you have shorts on? No, uh, no, 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 just describe uh, that part. No, no, no. Like, okay, we have food. So, like, what if something like falls on your chest or like down your shirt? Like, there's a skittle down your bra. That... Yes. I mean, that should be fine. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Because I really need to know because I ate skittles out of my bra the other day. As, as long as you as long as you remember when they went into the bra, you're fine. Yeah, no, I was eating them at that moment. I wasn't pulling a vest. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I just want to make sure that that was okay. Yes. I'm the new Jesus. <laughs> new Jesus bride. I'm the new Jesus. Good plan. <laughs> you guys have fun. Will do. Awesome. Good to talk to you. Let's talk to you later. All right. Bye, Lindsay. Right, bye. Bye. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to Mentor to a Madman, the legacy of Ramjack. Hi, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is Brad. Hey. Hey, friend. Hey, pal. Hey, friends. Hey, everyone. Are you listening? Are you, are you listening to us with your ears? Open them. Clean them out. Time to listen. Open up your open up your ears. Open up your hearts. Open up your mind. Mm. We got a wonderful show for you today, guys. The best show. As always, we're going to be covering... Um, uh, Mr. Belvedere, and of course, Saved by the Bell of College Years. Indeed. We're about a third of the way through the series, at least, I'd say. Yeah. Well, we're halfway through Belvedere-ish, right? Because it's six seasons, mm-hmm. and we're in the grip. We're in the midst of the third season now. True. So, um, yeah. We're, we're a solid halfway through both shows. It's And it's it's a blast. It's a blast mm-hmm. so far. It is a blast. To get hit by the 80s and the 90s nostalgia. Yeah. But there's other things we're going to talk about in the show today, too, but trust, Indeed. we'll get to that. Soon. We're also going to be talking about Evan's grandmother. <laughs> Brad, at the top of the show, mm-hmm. I have more news from Japan. What is Japan? And their eating habits. Oh, fuck. What are they doing? This isn't so bad, but this is interesting. Uh, everyone knows that Domino's recently changed their recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domino's pizza, that is. Sure. I'm sure it tastes just as bad as it did, which wasn't horrible because, I mean, no pizza is really bad unless it's a super bad pizza. It's mediocre, yeah. Um, but in Japan, they're doing something special. Domino's is for oh, this fuck. new year. What are they doing? They are offering a limited edition pizza, I think into February, but definitely for the rest of January, mm-hmm. that costs $55. For Fifty- a, what? 55 for a large. What topping do you think is on this? Ah. Uh, what What would you pay $55 for a large pizza? I don't, I can't fathom what I would have. Gold? <laughs> I, 
Well, that would be hundreds of dollars. I don't... Yeah, I, I don't... I can't imagine ever spending $55 on a pizza. Well, what if I told you it was covered in Kobe beef? Really? That's it. Special I... Kobe beef steak. 55 bucks. I... Wait, I misspoke. A medium costs 55 A large costs $66. Oh. $10 more for the large. Whoa. Because see, for some reason, I was be like, you know, sometimes at some places, you know, a large pizza can cost like 20 something dollars. So that's really just a, it's just an, uh, a double pizza. So, but mm, $66. Kobe beef pizza, I don't think that would, I don't, I don't think you put that on a pizza. Well, they're doing it. Well, they're wrong. They're a pricey pizza. They love their french fries. Um, Burger King is back. Mm-hmm. And now Domino's is offering $55 Zaz. Hey, Japan. To impress your lady friend. I mean, you could take a proper date to a, a Domino's now in Japan. Ooh. Be like, hey, bring in the wine. Yes, we will take the house red and bring us your Kobe beef pizza, please. Ugh. These wallets run deep. And can I get some crazy bread with that? <laughs> can I get some cinna sticks? If you can order crazy bread <laughs> or cinna sticks, I don't think you should be getting, like, I don't think that's the place you go to get, like, your Kobe beef $66 fine dining. I really wonder if it's like that one Pizza Hut I went to in England, and it was just the best, coolest Pizza Hut I've ever been into, and it felt more like an upscale restaurant as opposed to a Pizza Hut. But I don't know. I don't know. They're just, Japan loves its food, and they do weird things for it, and about it. I guess. They're not giving away french fries. They're charging you everything for a pizza. That's bonkers. I don't know about that at all. I don't know if I've ever paid 55 for a pizza, man. I mean, I love pizza and all that, but pizza is something that at the top end I would pay 20 bucks for. At the very top, and it'd have to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pizza. It's It's not designed to have... No, you can't. You just can't do it. There's nothing. You can't put anything on a pizza that should cost that much money. Nope. Since I was talking about taking a date to a Domino's in Japan, mm-hmm. um, let's let's segue this to a conversation or a few conversations I had at a dinner party I threw over the weekend. Okay. Um, awesomely themed. It was a it was a, a garden, indoor garden. Nice. Um, in the middle of winter, went out and only dropped like fifty bucks on flowers. Um, or was it forty? Like it wasn't hardly anything because I found you couldn't a sp- even buy a Kobe beef pizza. No, it was less than. A Kobe beef pizza wow. filled my house with flowers, which they're still here. I mm-hmm. it's been a few days since that, and uh, my living room has still got quite a bit of the flowers here. It's a lot of the guests, floral. yeah, a lot of guests took flowers, which was great. They stole flowers. They stole flowers they stole from them. me. That one, that one woman stole a dozen roses from me. And granted, I only paid four bucks for them. They look beautiful because I got them. I got them on the sly. Pro tip, guys, because I know Valentine's Day is coming up mm. soon or any holiday where you might want to give someone flowers, if you go to um, like a fresh market, Kroger Fresh Market, they will normally mark their flowers down. If they expire past their shelf life, hmm. they still look good. Brad, almost all of these were bought at, wow. at that level. These all, these all look like they're thriving plants. Many of them I paid a dollar for. Wow. Someone got flower bargains. I feel like a straight up superstar rolling through Kroger with all, my whole basket full of flowers. People looking at me like doing double takes. You're like an extreme couponer. I'm an extreme flower go-getter. Let's get you a reality show. What about that? Like, I try mark, to find mark the that deals. that flower down. <laughs> Normally retails for uh, $12. Got these roses for three. Bargains. I did it. Uh, but yeah, that was actually my original intention was to give every woman who came to my party uh, some of the flowers and have them leave. Kind of like well, a you know, gift. you know, like... Um, um, Sadly, that, only two women came to my party. No, I'm kidding. Like I, that creepy... Uh, father of one of our kind of former friends. No, 
What you do is uh, you just uh, you give each lady a rose and a bottle of water, and then they'll remember you. Well, I hey creepy perva. <laughs> well, he had a different. He was you know his role was different. Mine mm-hmm. mine was more of trying to give these people that came to my home and brought. I mean, there's copious amounts of beer still left in my refrigerator. Uh, who brought food and who spent the evening with us? So I was like, wouldn't it be a good takeaway to just give people flowers? Um, and only a few people took me up on that. The woman who took the roses, mm-hmm. they took my roses. Um, Did she take your heart? No, mm-hmm. but um, and then one woman took two other ones. But I, but she took two bouquets, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. But no one else was taking them, so it's fine. And it still looks really beautiful. I mean, sure. it's here for Ram Jack. Um, and that's all we can ask for. But it, party was great. Had some very interesting conversations, Brad. I really wish you'd have been there because you would have had your note cards out. Just Definitely. your hand would have gotten sore. Like you'd had to get in a hand massage by someone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Who's doing the hand massages? Because I've got carpal tunnel right now. Because you people are saying some things. Someone needs to soothe out this carpal in my fingers quick. I gotta get this jotted down. Um, that's what I call them, jottets. <laughs> get this jotted down. <laughs> Brad, yes. Have we ever talked about stealing stuff on the show before? I feel like we may have. I don't think so. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show before, but the conversation of stealing came up. Hmm. And um, because of a weird time mix-up on Facebook, it wouldn't let me change from Central Time to Eastern Time. Hmm. People arrived to my party an hour late, except for a few people who had asked me when it was, and they oh. came on time. <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's... You, you get to be fashionable. You know, you don't want to show up at time. Oh, of show course up late. Not. Come on. Of course. Ramjack always says to show up at least 15 minutes or 30 minutes late if you want to make an impression at a oh, party. I hate I hate that weird shit. Can I just say? <laughs> I really hate that. The weird stuff of people, like, arriving late? Yeah, but, like, being people like, oh, I don't want to get there on time. I want to get there. Well, you were a victim of that once. Yeah, like, a giant theater thing. Oh, it was such bullshit. It was, like, for the, uh, yeah, they had, like, a big brunch thing uh, when we opened one of my shows. And and, uh, I was, you know, I got ready and I went over there. And I was, you know, and actually, it wasn't on time. I was, like, it was, like, 20 minutes after, you know, things were supposed to kick off. I get over there and no one's there. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I just kind of circle around. like, do I have the right place? Is everything okay? And then I see, like, somebody I know, like, one of the other directors um, is also, like, circling the area. And I like, kind of wait. I'm just like, okay, so this is the right place. No one just, just, just that no one wants to be there first. <laughs> and so I get there. And then, like, then people start rolling in. Apparently, it was just like, this whole, like, I didn't, I don't, oh, I don't want to arrive early. I don't want to be the first one there. I was like, this is such childish bullshit. It really is. If I have an event, it's going to start on time. If you show up fashionably late, fuck you. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. You're not getting any brownie points or whatever the hell that's supposed to be. Uh, it's not really brownie points. I don't, what is, I don't know what it, it, what it's does more it like mean. A, a power significance. What is, I think you're not important because you show up. Like, you're not so, important if you're circling the building waiting for someone else to no. go in the door. I mean, you're not fooling anyone. No, they can you're see not. you through the glass, you idiot. That's right, Terry Powell, <laughs> Rob Kirby. <laughs> wow, just naming names. <laughs> Dropping names. <laughs> Kirby was, he was out in the bushes just waiting. Kirby, what are you, hey NASCAR, <laughs> just go ahead and park your car. It was so weird, because I was like, it was like 20 minutes after the thing was supposed to, you know, be going, and like, no one, like, I would feel weird, what if you were throwing an event, and like, it's time for it to start, and no one is there, and you've got like, caterers coming, and like, this whole fucking ordeal. See, and I guess there's different levels to it, because I was throwing a real cash get-together mm-hmm. over the weekend, a lot of people showed up, like, over 20, like, this place was packed, and it was kind of awesome, but, um, but it was super cash, like, yeah. everyone, uh, most of the party showed up late, mainly because of the time difference that sure. was on Facebook, of course, I don't know why... You would register it as Central Time when we obviously are Eastern Time and it must be a fluke. Whatever. Um, 
But it's fine. I mean, it, I don't. Right. But that's also a cash party. Now, if it's a super yeah. event, people are like dropping money to come to. Then yeah, you get to that on time. Come on. Yeah. Um, Bizarre. But some people showed up on time slash early, um, and we had a lot of interesting conversations. It was a it was a small group. You know, we got some got some brews, mm-hmm. got some drinks. Nice. Um, one of my friends actually made me um, juices. She has a juice a juicer. Mm-hmm. She made me these crazy awesome juices, which I think you've tried some last I did, time you were yeah. here. Uh, Red drink and the Hulk, and they're all basically just vegetables. Mm-hmm. One of them was very peppery, very peppery juice. Yeah. It's um, interesting. You cut it with some orange juice. They taste really good. Better than V8 any day. Whoa. Someone throwing V8 under the bus. <laughs> so I had big talk. Uh, some of the green, the Hulk juice. Uh, I, I got my friend's drinks. Um, my roommate was in the kitchen um, kind of finishing up some stuff. We started talking about a lot of stuff from our childhood. Childhood. We talked about summer camp, which we all know is one of my favorite things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to go back this year. Um, which led us to stealing because someone had had a, a summer camp experience where someone stole something. Mm. And then I asked, I took it to each one of the people there in the circle. Hey, uh, hey David, did you ever steal anything when you were a kid? Ooh. And everyone kind of looked at each other like, hmm. Drums. Hmm. Um, and they all had kind of the same story except for one girl. And the same story is the same one I have. Like, I accidentally stole something as a child. Did you? Um, I, I think I, it was... I think I accidentally stole stickers once, but it was more of like, hey, I want these, and I held on to them, mm-hmm. and I just held on to them and forgot to put them in the cart, and I walked out and was like, hey, we didn't pay for these. We were supposed to pay for these, right? Mm. And they were like, oh, no. So my parents and my sister did the same thing once on accident. Um, I think it made an accident with her. It was a super accident with me, but and we went back. And um, everyone was super shocked that we brought them back because these stickers were like only like a dollar or whatever, mm. and my parents were like, hey... They stole these. We want to pay for them. Of course, it wasn't. It was an accidental theft. It was yeah. more like, "Hey, my kid accidentally took these through the door, and I didn't pay for them." Right. I they don't put stealing. a severe thing yeah, like stealing not, on that. Yeah. So they they were like, "Okay, I guess." My aunt and uncle. It. They were like in the mall one time, and they it was like Christmas shopping or something, and they were getting stuff. And they just, you know, it's one of those things where they had been carrying something around for a really long time, and they just walked out of the store, and then they like they get to the next store, and like, wait, we didn't, we didn't go pay for this. <laughs> Like, walked out of the store with, like, an item, like a coffee maker or something. Wow. And no one stopped No one stopped. Because, I mean, really, it's one of those things where it's, like, they're not doing anything suspicious. They're just walking off with something, and you just don't, it doesn't even register. Oh, yeah. Well, possession is not a tenth of the law. And if you're holding the coffee maker for over 15 minutes, you possess it. It's yours. Well, you, it's what you, you know. don't realize that. Like, if you're not doing, if you're not acting suspiciously, like, you can get away with a lot of oh, things. Oh, so if you don't look suspicious, I mean, you can get away with a lot of things. Yeah. And you would never be suspicious if you... I mean, that's that's where thieves probably make a mistake. They need to right. work on their cloaking etiquette of, yeah. look, I'm holding on to this. It's mine. I have to believe right. that this is mine. I walk out of the store and no one's going to stop me. It was just a busy day. No one noticed. And yeah, they busy went back day. and paid for it. But yeah. That's why they have to uh, hold down the iPads and stuff and lock them down in the Apple stores. People will f- call that wall out over f- after 30 years. It's, I don't know what it's I, in Ohio. Maybe 30 minutes. But if you hold on to it 30 minutes, it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Unless it's tethered to something. Mm-hmm. Fact. It's it's a It can be rough. It mm-hmm. can be shoddy. So other people had similar stories. I think David had a similar story. Uh, one of my friends, Katie, um, she was at an amusement park. And she went into a store, and she saw something. Was like, "Oh, this is great! I want this!" And she ran outside to her mother with a thing in her hands and said, "Hey, mom, can I have this?" And her mother was like, "Shit, you stole that! My daughter, the thief!" And I don't know if it's just my mind. I instantly try to make stories out of things or try to make mm-hmm. things more entertaining. I mean, we run a comedy show; it happens. My immediately thought was when she said, "Oh shit!" that she grabbed her and they ran away <laughs> right. with the item. And that's when Katie found out that her mother was a thief. 
And then she learned the trade from her mother. Yes. And it was similar to that ish, except they went in and paid for it and then ran away. Mm, um, but one girl, um, I'm not going to name her name because she was a thief. Let's, Ooh, just, let's just say she she thief. thief. She was a kid when this happened. Mm. But her story kid was. Kid at heart. <laughs> and I would always try to to incriminate them more. Like they'd say, yeah, I went to the store uh, and I say last week. And they're like, no, she's trying to get something. And this one girl said, when she was a kid, her mother would never let her have anything sweet. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't let her have anything sweet. So what she would do is when they would go to the grocery store, <laughs> she would, like, palm something really quick. Like a candy bar or something. Anything sweet on shelf. Mm-hmm. Open it and eat it while they were in the store. <laughs> And then just drop the packaging somewhere and then get out. Wow. While they were shopping. Her mother, I don't know how you don't realize your child is like eating something. Yeah, seriously. Unless you're, you're one of those kids that are, you know, don't speak until they're spoken to. And at that point, yeah, you're underneath the cart, you grab a candy bar and mom doesn't know. Our mom doesn't <laughs> say anything. Now, I don't know how long she kept this up because I was endless, endlessly fascinated at this point. Yeah. I was like, wait, you were a legitimate thief. That's, like, those are some sly tactics. Yeah. But I guess she never really thought about that because she kind of looked off for a second and then looked back and said, mm. yeah, I guess I was. Mm. And we all kind of looked at each other like, all right, well, let's check our pockets really quick. Yeah, seriously. Where's my watch? Bitch, give me my watch. <laughs> I thought that was so sad, though. Her mother never let her head a candy bar, so she would steal them and eat them in the store. <laughs> I mean, what do, you, what do you do if you caught a kid like that? Hey, kid, are you eating, Are your parents going to pay for that? No, my mom won't let me have candy, so I steal these Hershey bars that cost less than a dollar. <laughs> I hear the other kids really like candies. <laughs> I never had it myself. I just want to know what their world's like. Just have a taste of it. It tastes sweet. The Nestle Crunch Bars are too high for me to reach, sir. I don't know what those taste like. All I have is a cheap candy on the bottom. <laughs> and that's all I have. Oh, my God. <gasps> At that point, I would buy the kids candy. I mean, come yes. on. It would turn into that scene from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and I would be a candyman. But I thought that was so interesting that, um, first off, that people steal things. I, yeah. That's always fascinated me, who will steal, what limits people will go to. I know there was some girl in college that stole cough medicine from, like, a Kroger or something. Yeah. And, then, and they caught got, her. They got, she got busted. And she tried to pull the whole, look, I have no money to buy cough syrup. And they were like, nope. We never want to see you here again. We're going to put your photo up. We're not allowed in here. <laughs> See, how do they put their photo up? Was it just like, we're going to put your photo up, excuse me? And then like get the Polaroid out and immediately click it? I don't know. No. That poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, have you ever stolen anything? I never stole anything. Even uh, on accident. Like every, I think every child accidentally steals something at some point. Again, I was yelled at for looking at a video game out. <laughs> so you were, yeah, you would never I steal anything. Scared. I was terrified. I do remember like thinking about like stealing, like, like, I had I remember I was like plot out ways to steal things. Of course, I would, I would never follow through. Uh-huh. But like plotting, like how could I how could I steal this? <laughs> and like coming up with things, you know, like, like action what? figures and you okay. Know. So how what, easily you just like well I just open up the package, put it in my. But then it was like all this like thing. like you know okay I would like pick it up like I was gonna get it and then like you know going like the side aisle to like open it and then like you know getting the pieces and like stuffing it in my pocket or something or, or you know was never actually going to do that. But I did, like, or- in my mind, I was orchestrating all s- sorts of schemes and antics. You would cause a diversion, or you'd have one of your cousins cause a diversion, and as they're, uh, like, crying or something, you just walk out the front door, and everything is okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining an, an Ocean's Eleven <laughs> right. uh, scheme in your head as a young child. Yes. I mean, everyone kind of plays with the idea of, like, well, what if you were a diamond thief, or what would you do sure. to rob a bank? 
But no one would ever but, seriously yeah, do like, that. But, yeah, there's one well, chance I wasn't going to take. Or at least admit to it. <laughs> I wonder how many people who saw... Like, that one girl who said that she sold candy bars as a kid, she has to be a thief now. Like, I, you, don't, you don't just stop that culture. Yeah. What else is her mother not letting her have? It's interesting. I remember, like, I, 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 like, I had uh, something stolen from me. I think really, we, we may have talked about this on the show before, but I had this like little Mario jumping Mario thing. Oh, the little thing from uh, was it the McDonald's? Store? Yeah, it was like a McDonald's. Yeah, store. I love that little thing. Yeah. It was a raccoon Mario in yeah. red. And I, that thing was so fucking awesome. And one summer, um, for whatever reason, um, I think maybe my one of my grandparents was having surgery or something. Um, I went to the Melissa's uh, church daycare. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So, and I, that, I hated that bullshit, because, like, these kids were running about underfoot, always just yelling, and just the, and I had no experience, I just, I didn't get kids at all, didn't, I still don't, don't understand, <laughs> don't get them, and, like, there was, like, these fucking, like, little cubbyhole things, it was supposed, you were supposed to put your stuff in the cubbyhole or something, and so, of course, my stuff was there, including my little jumping Mario, and then, like, the end of the day, like, um, you know, I went to get our stuff, because it was, like, we were about to be leaving or something, and this kid's, like, Hey, that's mine. It's like, no, no, it's not. It's mine. I brought it here. It was in my cubby hole, as it were. And he just kept on. I was like, no, that's mine. You t- you took my thing. I was like, no, that it's clearly mine. And he just kept going on with it. Eventually, just kept saying it was his. And like, he was just fucking with me. But eventually, I was like, well, just take it then. I don't like. What are you? Like, I I didn't like. I don't want this conflict. And he's like, so. He, and then he was like shocked for a second. And he was like, all right. So he took it. Wow. And then he was like. You want it back? I was like, I don't care. I just don't care. Can we please have this over with? <laughs> but I was really fucking pissed off about that later. I was like, that dude just fucking stole my shit. Yeah, you should have beat him up. I should have, but like, I didn't under like I didn't. You should have come back tomorrow and said, it hey, was, that's my coat. It was so weird to me because I was like, why is he trying to steal my my toy? This is bizarre. A weird you, I mean, as a young child, we learn things by imitating people. So my question is, did he see this on the television show? Did his, does his, are his parents thieves? Well, like again, saying stuff. I saw all of these kids as savage beasts. As they like, were. I, I did not associate. I remember preschool and it being crazy. And always, I mean, I would participate in the craziness. Mm-hmm. But also being in a similar state of like, why are we doing this? Like, I just remember everyone like running around and like yelling and like really loud. And I was like, I'm just going to go over and sit over next to the wall and read my book. So you guys have fun with that. I remember the one kids made uh cookie dip out of dirt on the playground and all the kids were eating it and I thought that's not dip guys that's dirt you're dipping your cookies in fuck I ugh, that's not worst. how you actually pretend things you idiots they actually oh. got sick and had to go <laughs> nice like the only highlight I was like I think it was like two days a week we would watch movies nice and I, I do remember we watched uh, Bill and Ted oh really nice yeah that was awesome and we watched Star Wars I remember those Bill and Ted is pretty awesome for like yeah a daycare, especially yeah. a Baptist church, Southern Baptist church daycare. Yeah, it was pretty rad. So triumphant. It was good times, but yeah, I that was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like I like, honestly, I felt like I was just thrown into a prison. <laughs> I, I know we've talked about this a lot, and uh, this is almost a side tangent. And there's other things to discuss because I really want your opinion on something. The second bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you do? We've talked about what would happen if you got mugged. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do? Do you think that the reason... I, I know what you would do because we've mm-hmm. talked about it, but remind our audience, if yeah, you will. Well, I 
I, I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate. I, I refused, like, as an adult, I refused to be mugged or, like, you know, attacked in such a way. Like, I, it's not going to happen. No one's stealing my shit unless they're a bank. Um, <laughs> unless they do it with without me knowing. Right. Under my nose. Yeah, without me having any power whatsoever. But, yeah, like, I'm just not going to let that happen. Like, I'll fight someone. Like, but worst case scenario, they've got a gun. I mean, then it's kind of like, well, are you willing to murder me? For, for my wallet or whatever the hell I've got, my iPod, my shitty phone, this notebook, you're going to have to. I'm not giving up. I mean, I'm so close to committing suicide as it is. Why why not take the chance? Best case scenario, um, I, I get to beat up a mugger. You get a new gun or knife or whatever they have. So I got that. Give me your money. That's cute. How about you give me your money and the knife? Yeah. And everyone walks away. The lantern happened. And if it's a knife, then we're gonna then we're gonna have a straight up fight because then it's just getting the knife out of somebody's hand. They're not gonna expect it because well, no I one expects. Yeah, that's, that's part of the it's yeah. a power and it's a control right. thing. And uh, I, every day I value my own life a little bit less. So I, you know, I'm willing to take the chance. It's an interesting story when it's all said and done. True. Do you think that this experience in your childhood where this kid basically mugged you... Right. ...is why you're like that now? Because most people would probably cower against a mugger. I mean, people... I mean, who's mugging you? Are they doing it because they need money for drugs? Are they already kind of antsy? Do they have a gun? Gun's gonna go off. Is it loaded? Who knows? There's so many questions, but the question... Mm -hmm. But I just wonder if that's one of the reasons why... Because ever since I've known you, you've been like, fuck that, no, I'm going to fight for it. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I was just like... I was... I just desperately wanted out of that chaos so much. And this guy trying to play a game with me, like, saying, it's mine. I'm like, I didn't want to... I just didn't want to... I didn't want to have the conversation... I didn't want to have a conversation with him. I didn't want to argue... I just want to be left the fuck alone. You should just walk away. That's really, that's all I want in life. I just want to be left the fuck alone. Don't let people take your Mario toys. Yeah, like that, I was I was mad about my mad at myself later about that because that thing was fucking awesome. They were really awesome, dude. And like, I loved like it. later in the day, like I think he started to feel bad. He was like, and he tried to give it back to me. And at that point, I was just like, fuck it, I don't even want it back now. Like, fuck you, no. But do you remember who this kid was? No, not a clue. Interesting, interesting. So, something else had happened. And it turned out it was Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> No, I did have one of those as a kid, though, but I, I always wanted the Goomba, mm -hmm. because the Goomba flipped, too. But I, I had a Mario, and I wanted him to have an enemy to fight. Nice. Because other than that, it's just Mario jumping. And I was one of the other ones, because I only got the Goomba and or Mario, mm -hmm. but... I've actually looked on eBay, on eBay a couple of times, looked at the really? Mario, I was like, eh, I should get one of those. I think I had two of them, or my sister had one, and I had one, and then she didn't want it, and she gave it to me. So if I ever find that friend, you got the other one, it's got your name on it. But that would require me going into my attic at home, and that might not work out too yeah. well. I'll get, on, I'll get on eBay, and I'll get myself a Hordak, and then jump <laughs> in Mario. Another kind of funny thing that happened at my party was uh, I had two guests. Um, one of them is an ex-girlfriend who I'm still good friends with, and the other one is a, is a friend of mine. And during the course of the party, they realized that they had gone to elementary school together, and that they suddenly remembered each other, and like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> We also used to play as childhood friends. Like, our, our parents were friends, and we used to play at each other's houses. <laughs> Hadn't seen each other in years, and it was just like a weird, sudden shock. And both of them came to me, like, individually. And was like, hey, I, I know that person. And I thought, that's awesome. What a small world. It was kind of neat. That's crazy. Well, the real thing that happened that was crazy at the party that I really want to get your opinion on has to do with relationships, Brad. There's this one girl. Uh, I say girl, a woman, but she has, a, she has the, I guess, emotional... Um, I guess, she, I, what she did. The emotional maturity of a child. Thank you. Maturity is a not child. the word I can think of. 
of a child, Brad. She was like, okay, look, this guy, I'm pretty sure he likes me. Um, but I already told him I didn't like him even though I did. And since then I've stalked him online, but not really even really stalked. Like I, I accidentally stalked him online one night. Accident, I, I was I was on Facebook and I accidentally typed in his name. I was, I mean, my computer was away in my drawer. I opened the drawer, got the computer out, couldn't remember his name, called my friend, got on the phone, friended him, straight up stalked this kid. <laughs> um, and yeah, I really want him to ask me out. I don't know how to get him back to ask me out. Well, ask him out. That's what I said. I said, you've got to take the initiative now. You can't, she's like, no, I, I can't do that. What? No, I can't do that. Guys ask me out. I don't ask guys out. But you've already turned him down. You, he did ask you out. It's yeah, over. he's not going to ask you again. No. Unless Why would unless you? you like pursue him in another way. Like maybe not ask him out. Maybe ask him if he wants to go somewhere and and put the weird oh. cloak of I'm not asking you out on it. Like, hey, you want to go hang out? And then maybe let him know that you like him again. If you want to go down that cowardly route of How not old asking is him this out. Person? She is older than I am. She's in her 30s. <gasps> and I thought... Ooh. No way, honey. When you say in her 30s, you mean 16? Uh, Why do you have a 16-year-old at your party, Alex? She might be 31 or 32. Wow. Um, so I thought, no. She's been 16 twice. Now, Brad, I mean, obviously, that <laughs> the um, the logic here, we already know. Right. Ask him out. Yeah. It's 2013. Yeah. Take that initiative, honey. Yeah. You've already told him. You let him You let him know or think that you don't like him. Um, unless you're just finicky. I don't know what's up. Like, why did you do that? That's yeah, that, weird. That seems a weird kind of... Well, there's a lot of people who try to cloak their emotions. Because no one wants to get appear vulnerable, I guess, or whatever. But I took it to the people around me. I said, um, hey, you, uh, friend, you're a girl. Would you ever ask a dude out? Of course I would. Yeah. I said, great. Hey, dude, over there. You're single, right? Yeah. Um... Would, what would you say if a girl asked you out? What do you, how would you feel about that? He's like, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's modern times. Yeah. It doesn't matter who asks who out. Yeah. It's 20 fucking 13. One of my other friends proposed to her husband. Yeah. And this other girl's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's not who I am. Well, you're a stupid cunt. That's who you are. I don't understand the logic behind that. Guys, if, if, if you have feelings for someone and want to ask them out, just do it. Yeah. Not, why do we have these weird, cloaked-out, emotion-hiding things? Guys. I really, really like so-and-so, but I don't want to say it. Because of why? Like... Because it might change things. And? What are you, in high school? Like, yeah, this like, isn't a thing. You're like, an adult. I, Chill um, out. It doesn't even make sense when you're in high school. It's only be you only have the excuse of having crazy hormones and weird emotion shit going on because of like you know physical things happening to your body. Yeah. Like it's really not an excuse in high school. I really wonder if a lot of it is just society and media prolonging adolescence for so long that people still oh. have these kind of things. Stop or... watching the CW and yeah. get your shit together. Get your shit together, like, honey. Like you're not that important. Nobody really gives a fuck about you to care so much about like your inner turmoil. Um, if you like someone, just go bang them, do whatever. Yeah. Or, or if you don't like them, don't. It's really. It's, it's that easy. It's that easy. Like, but why it's, all the why all the cloaked uh, out backwards and lying? Yeah. I and don't it, like you. I, I secretly like you. I want you to ask me out. Yeah. I just did, and you said that you don't I, that you don't this, like me that way. This dude is lucky. Yeah. He's dude, away. you dodged a bullet. Yeah, because she sounds like the worst. Poor girl. I feel bad for her because 
it is kind of like this thing where she doesn't want to be vulnerable. Like, she does not want to put it out there because in her mind it is, well, what if he really doesn't like me? Um, what if he doesn't like you? Worst thing, he's just like, well, worst thing he'd be like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, let's let's text our call and we'll set something up. And then he just ignores her calls like a coward. That would be his reverse cowardness. It's so weird. Let's just be honest with each other. So many people are weird about, like, like asking someone out or, like, starting a relationship. It's like... People, people have the, the 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 stress in the wrong area, because like that's yeah. just that's just a numbers game. It really is. Like you just ask somebody out. It's not a thing. Like people put so many people I know get like put way too much into like oh god I what if what if he says no or what if she says no and oh oh no I'm so worried. What do they think? What will everyone think of me? No one's thinking about you. No one gives a fuck about you. When 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 all of your friends go to bed at night. They aren't thinking about you. No, they're probably thinking about themselves. Always. People are selfish. That's what we do. We are naturally selfish creatures. It's that's the way it is. Like, just it's it's calm sad, down. and people might hear this and be like, "No, that's not mm, shame on you too." But no, I I when you lay down tonight, I want to challenge you to think about someone else other than <laughs> yourself. It. Try and it. You try it for five try minutes it. and see what happens. You might Seriously. be like, well, no, I worry about my mother. Are you worrying about your mother? Are you worrying about yourself? Are you worrying about the vacuity yeah. of your mother when she leaves exactly. you? Exactly. Exactly. It all comes back to the number one. Yeah. And that's you when you're conscious. Now, uh, try. Try. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the good things that people should try to do. And, and we all do that to a point. We try to think about others, but sure. we can't because we always think about ourselves. So you have to trick ourselves. Listen, so to lie to ourselves. In this fucking hard scrabble world, you're lucky if you can make it through without the universe, and I say that in the least cliched sense possible, yeah. beating you the fuck down. You will be destroyed by life. <laughs> it's probably gonna happen. You gotta think about yourself because no one else is going to. <laughs> Everyone else is just have to mug you and steal your Mario. <laughs> Listen, or lie to you about their affection. So no one's worried about like uh, no one's thinking about. Oh, I can't believe it. Larry asked out Sally. Sally isn't interested in Larry. Oh, that's how's she gonna handle that? Oh, Larry, gross. She should just let it go. And if he says anything, just ignore it. No one cares about you. No one cares about. And here's another thing. Most people want to be in a relationship. Like everybody's like trying to get up in relationships. Social animals. Like, we are social animals. Everybody wants to be with somebody. So, uh, give them an option. There you go. Yeah. It's that easy. If I... Now, if I could say this, because I know a lot of people when you're young, um, I know that when I was in Tennessee and throughout most of college, I purposefully didn't date Mm -hmm. that often. It was very rare that I was like, all right, well, I kind of like this girl. I should go out with her. Because I was really hung up on the fact that I thought, want to get in a career, Mm -hmm. don't want to even worry about the prospects of getting trapped in Tennessee, by the way, in a relationship. Understand. Or even in college in a relationship. Mm Because I thought, eh, pass. But I regret that now. Yeah. Because I... I should have, I guess, pursued relationships more when I was younger. Now, as an adult, of course, I do it all the time now. I mean, that's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Fun times, great stories, most of which you guys people probably know. Uh, others will be saved for episode 200. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! But um, 
but that's the one thing I regret. So if I can say anything to our audience and anyone who may have told someone that you don't like them even though you do and you are too scared <laughs> to ask them out, um, or you said you wouldn't mind asking out a boy, or a boy said that he wouldn't mind if you asked him out, but you should have asked him out. Twist part, those people I asked that question to, I'm pretty sure liked each other, and I'm trying to hook them up, mm. because they would be perfect for each other. Oh I'm playing matchmaker. doesn't matter. I'll, I'll keep you guys filled up on that. <laughs> but um, just do it. I Come on. Yeah. Nothing's going to trap you unless you let it trap you. Don't True. be an idiot with it. Just... And also, like, and just people, be honest with your feelings on all well, that. Well, and it's also there's so much projecting out. It's like, oh, that like, is the weird thing like, too, isn't it? Like, because I mean, really, like, you you worried about all of this shit and all this. Oh, what's the what do they think of me? Do they really like me? Hey, um, you were talking about asking someone out. You were not talking about like assigning a marriage certificate. Yeah. Like, it's probably not gonna work out. You need to go in with that. Like, odds are, you were gonna like go on three dates and be bored out of your fucking mind. I really, I really wonder about people who um, have dated two people in their life. Their first boyfriend or girlfriend, and then the second person. And that's it. It's like, oof. how do you do that? Oof. Oof. Like, I don't, there's a lot of people I meet, and after an hour, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Never. I don't think I've met many people who I can actually, like, I could see myself hanging out with on the regs. Mm-hmm. And one of them is my podcast host, <laughs> Brad. We, we've done this for how many episodes? Many. Many episodes. Over 100. Yes. We're in the 120s. Year after year. Yes. That's what friendship is. That's Truth. that's what that's, that's what comedy gold is. Comedy gold. Just laying down those bricks of gold. But I mean, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, most people, you're just not going to be compatible. And sometimes it takes work. I guess most people just work at it. Like, yeah. well, you know, I'm going to be bound and determined to be in a relationship with you. I, uh, I, again, I'm not a person that's been in many long relationships because I just don't have the patience for most people. And honestly, who the fuck has the patience to deal with me? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, honestly. Mm, now there's a hmm. Like, seriously, who the fuck would want to be trapped with me? <laughs> Trapped is a as a weird word. Is it though? Like, let's be. I would say hand in hand. Let's be honest. Like we evolved. Like to protect our fingers. That's gonna be a weird fucking person that's probably got a lot of issues of their own. Hmm. So. So you're but, looking for issues that match your issues. Well, no, 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 I'm just saying. But like the 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 one the the longest almost quasi of almost length relationship I was in was the most boring thing on the planet. And eventually, it just I just had to end it because it was I was dying. And I, honestly, I feel <laughs> you like you were dying. I feel like I feel in my like, mind you dated for three days and she just wanted to hang <laughs> out with you every day. And you're like, fuck, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I honest, I honestly feel like if like I had ended it. I feel like she would have been fine with riding that boring train until our deaths. How long did it last, you mind if I ask? <sighs> I'm, I'm just really curious at how long you dealt with someone that you were completely bored with. Well, I, I'm, and again, I'm not, I'm not sure. It was, I mean, a long damn time ago. Um, and, like, it was, like, mm, a few months. Like, not, that, and again, spread out as well because, like, you know, I was in school and there was stuff going on and I was doing shows. So it's not like we even saw each other that often it was just regular and uh, I just think she would have just kept going because she was fine with it being in a really boring relationship and that's sad because you were not a boring person at all I'm not the conversations we have Brad the things that we we go out and just do I mean we're fun people I like to think Indeed, and I, I so will who say, is this boring bro? <laughs> People need to bring something to the table in relationships. You got to listen. You need to either ask the dude out and don't tell him that you don't like him when that's a lie. Don't lie to someone. Seriously, I can be entertaining. I can entertain someone. That's all I'm going to bring to the table, though. 
That's it. That's all I got. Oh, man. I'm sorry about that, dude. <sighs> but yeah, like, like Brad said, relationships aren't going to work out nine times out of ten. Yeah. So just it, just, just do accept it. that. Like, I say this because numbers, it's a numbers it, game. People. It is definitely a numbers game. Most things are numbers games. Um, just, you know, be ready for opportunity. Um, don't steal anything. Nope. If you do, steal candy bars because your mother won't let you eat them. Um, <laughs> maybe be honest with yourself for once in your life. Mm. And by that, I mean realize that you're very selfish and take yeah. the Ramjack challenge. Try and not realize, think of yourself tonight. And realize that no one else gives a fuck. No one's things. worried about your life. Like, they just aren't. They're, they got shit to deal with. I mean, and it's all on a case-by-case basis. Strangers we meet on the street, sure. But our wonderful audience, Brad, mm. no, we care about them. We care about you and guys. I, I, if you guys have any stories of where you stole something as a child, tell us about it. Please. Are you scared to ask that boy out that you like and likes you, but you told him you don't like him? Call us and tell us about it after mm. you ask him out. Are you really boring? Think about the other person you were with. <laughs> What do you think boring people do? Like, do two borings meet? Like, how does that work? Because I've been on dates with boring people before, and it's always interesting. Like, why are you so boring? And that means different things to different people. I I love conversations, so I love sitting down with people and having conversations about life and just adventures and things we wanted, aspirations. Um, But some people just don't talk about that because they don't talk about anything. Right. And I don't know who or why these people exist. I, when I, I generally, like most people, I, I, because really there's, I have really two options in, in, in people. One, I can entertain myself. True. Um, well, I've got, I can entertain myself. I can entertain, I can play down and entertain them. Or I can actually try to be an honest actor <laughs> and like get in with them and try to get into their conversations. And that always ends terribly. Hmm. Like if I don't want to ruffle any feathers and I just want to actually be in the con, try to get into the conversation that's actually happening, I want to kill myself. <laughs> it's, I just, people, I don't know, people talk about things and it's so awful. <laughs> It's just like, really? Have you had? Do you have any interesting ideas that you didn't hear about on the internet first? Sobering. Do you have an opinion that you didn't read on a really shitty blog aggregator? It's, it's, those people are rare finds. I, I think I. Someone did challenge me once, uh, not too long ago, about that because I mean I have a similar situation. They were like, maybe they're just being quiet and shy. And I thought there might be some quiet, shy guys out there, or shy ladies, but I don't really meet that many of them that I'm aware of. Um. All that to say, craziness has been ensuing. I've learned a lot about myself and the people that I call friends nice. or acquaintances now. We know how my game rolls on that. <laughs> do you ever feel like, but do you ever feel like you have to play the game of I'm either going to entertain, entertain myself or I'm going to entertain you? When I'm on date or just with people? Just with people. Oh, dude, dude, all the time. Because I feel like most of the time it's <laughs> it's one of those two, those hard well, choices. Well, it's, it's a little different. I mean, I tend to... um. If I'm not fully engaged with someone, I'll start deconstructing them as a mm. person, which is fun. I mean, you do that with most people, but right. it's always neat um, to see what happens in that situation because um, people always think about themselves. So you start asking them questions about themselves, they will tell you any and everything because no one <laughs> asks anyone questions, which I think is sad to a point that mm. no one really asks anyone like real questions in their lives instead of like, how's the weather doing? Did you see that thing on the internet last night? Hey, have you ever stolen something in your life and you want to talk about that? Whoa, wait a minute. That's a real Ooh. question. Someone's, I didn't. What? Yikes. How do you feel about your mother never having you, uh, like, did she bake? Like, what was that? What was up with your mom not letting you eat sweets? Whoa! 
Oh, it's getting hot in here. I, ooh, oh, I never really had to think about this before. I need to refresh my drink, but oh, thank you for asking. Let me tell you about this thing I saw on the internet. Um, Doctor Who said blah, 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 blah. I read that in a blog. I it's mean, funny. And not to downplay that, because we all love culture. I mean, what did, we just watched a movie called Miami Connection, which we'll be talking about another podcast pretty soon. Yes, it's so amazing. Um, it is amazing, and I, I'm not begrudging anyone their entertainments and whatever, because that's what we that's what we do as animals, right? Mm-hmm. When we don't have time to do anything else. I, or because we have so much time, we don't right, need that much time. Um, but sometimes that's all people are. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should take the challenge when you realize that you're just thinking about yourself tonight when you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow, think about someone else. Maybe ask someone some questions that you would like someone to ask you. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's your day? But I mean, honestly, how are you? Now be prepared for whatever answer they give. Mm-hmm. But maybe just be like, hey, make that honest effort to think of someone else. Maybe. Brad shaking his head like he's not 100% I'm just, sure that's a guy. He's like, I, no, I was, just, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> if you're still thinking about that kid that got your Mario toy, we can find him. We've got a freedom militia um, who's more than willing to help you that you've been wronged. Uh, uh, we will find them I was, toy. I was just thinking about who I should ask a hard question to. A hard, interesting question. I, well, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be hard. You can you can blunt it a little bit so it doesn't hurt or stain when it goes. Well, in. I mean, I mean, a, I mean a real question. I don't. I mean, no softballs. Hmm. Give him a real question. Well, think about it. I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> Thinking about that. Think about it. In the meantime, I would like to ask. Um, oh, I would like to everyone know again. Please phone us if you have any stories relating to any of these things. Yes. Who do you ask hard questions to? Who's your Valentine? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's. Will you be at Ramjack's Valentine? Mmm. Brad, I mean, worst case scenario, you got like a month with Brad before he gets bored with you and then he's over. It's done. Is that worst case or best case? I don't know. <laughs> it depends. I think that's more best case. It depends on who wants. Some people are like diehard <laughs> in relationships. <sighs> so uh, why don't we check in with our dear pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad will have a minute to summarize this episode of Mr. Belvedere, um, entitled Jobless, right? Yes. Jobless. Three, two, one, go. All right. George is out of work. Apparently he's been out of work five weeks. I guess when he went crazy with Bob Gooley, I think he really did quit his job or got fired. Well, I guess he got fired um, because now he's, the whole family's broke. Oh, how are they, they can't pay for anything. Belvedere's having to pay for Heather's medication. By the way, Heather's sick upstairs. She's out the whole episode. We don't see her. I don't know what happened there. Um, George finally breaks down to go to the unemployment office um, because he's sick of everyone else having to pay shit for him. Like Belvedere is working at Mr. Clucks with Kevin. Um, so he goes to the unemployment office. While he's there, he stops a robbery and becomes a local celebrity as an unemployed person. Oh, he's so embarrassed. Everyone knows he's out of work now. Ah, it's been on the news. He's in the front page of the paper. He goes to Wesley School for Citizenship Day, and then he's a big thing. Everyone's giving them gifts, but he's so embarrassed. Ah, finally says, hey, I'm not ashamed. I'm just unemployed. Then he gets a job with a TV station, maybe. I don't know. He had an audition. Eh. Um, Kevin has to fire Belvedere at the end. I have one minute. I bet you have one minute because there's like a point three milliseconds, but fuck those. You did it in a minute. Well done. Thank you. I had 59.6 seconds. Oh. So I don't know. Well, I mean, you were quick to that. You were... You were late to hitting it and quick to hitting it. Yeah. This is the official time in the other person's hands. We know this. But I said it's a minute. It's a minute. Good Yay. job. That's like on the dot. I have to get on the dot to, to tie. I can't win at this point unless I get a minute. And we all know with my track record, that probably ain't going to happen. Um, I do find that we tend to run longer on the Saved by the Bell ones recently. But well, there's, it's, a, just, it's really fucking weird. Yeah, it gets weird. I'll be near... <laughs> 
it's just getting more quality and strangeness. Mm. Saved by the Bell is just fucking weird. Yeah. Um. So again, I feel this is the third part of a, a look into the Owens finances because George has been out of work five weeks. Has has it been since the Goulet episode? It must have been. He really didn't get his job back. I love that they stick with the continuity of that. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't get his job back. Why? How has he been coasting for five weeks? Well, I guess just on savings. They they don't have savings. I know that and you know that, but I guess there was they, something. If they had savings, they wouldn't need credit cards. They would just pay for everything that they wanted or needed. <sighs> it's fucking, it and how no do they even afford Belvedere? Well, we realize in this episode that I don't know if they're even paying Belvedere. At this point, Belvedere is financing some of the family stuff. Yeah. Which, he's rich. I mean, again, he doesn't need this job. I don't even know why he goes to Mr. Cluck's and works. uh, By the way, Kevin has gotten promoted. He's now um, assistant manager at Mr. Cluck's Chicken. Making a dollar twenty-five more than he was? Yeah, which which he's glad he's going to be able to help give more money to the family. Which I'm like... What the fuck is this sitch? Kevin's, Kevin's the breadwinner now. Kevin is the breadwinner. He joined that varsity team so that dad wouldn't get on to little Wesley T for being in sports. Got that letter, and now he's helping the family out. What the fuck? Like, why is your money so... W- you were going to build an addition to the house last week. George, isn't, nobody's making money except Kevin. <laughs> Kevin was going to pay for an addition to the house when they can't even afford to send him anywhere but the pit. <laughs> they can't afford the pit? He's got to pay for that himself at this point. God damn. I also love every time we see Marsha in this episode, there's a lot of times where she's just lounging on the couch reading, <laughs> like not doing anything. Oh, wow. She's studying. I'm a full-time student. I can't get a job. I can't put my career on hold to support the family that I have. Whatever. Ugh. Fucking A. I yeah, mean, man, like... It's, it's weird. No one's saying it's not. Like, I... Their finances every week, it's a new chapter of crazy... What about George shooting himself in the foot for every job he calls up about? Because in the beginning, he calls up, and you can you can just tell by the way he's saying it that this just happens all the time. It's kind of weird, self-defeating. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job. Do you have a sports writer job, other newspaper? Well, what happened at the other place? Um, what's he say? The way he says something, basically he says, well, they fired me. <laughs> he says, well, I guess they got, they got tired of my writing. <laughs> um, hey, George... Um, not the best way to sell yourself. Yeah. So then they're just like, nah, pass. And he feels bad about it. And Marsha comes up off the chair or the couch or whatever the fuck she is. She's like, they didn't want to, they didn't, no, they're not hiring either, huh? All that to say, George eventually goes to try to get a job at the unemployment office. Well, you know, he goes to collect unemployment. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's going to collect unemployment for the first time. Oh. Because he was like all, he was all like, they were saying, well, George, you've been putting this off. Why don't you just go apply for unemployment? You're, you know, you're out of work. Like, that's there for you. And he's like, ah, I don't want to take any handouts. And they're like, no, George, you, you, you pay into the system when you're unemployed. It's there to support you instead of having your butler pay for your kid's medicine. You think they would have, like, <laughs> at least let him retire instead of firing him? Because, I mean, he's at that age. I mean, he could be pulling yeah. Social Security or something at this point, Definitely. right? I mean, like, come on. He's, like, 80 years old. <laughs> I, so that's that's poor form on the paper he used to mm. work at. Yeah. And apparently Belvedere's just been going without pay. But again, Belvedere's rich. He doesn't need money. He doesn't need it. He's but paying for Heather's medication. Yeah. It's like, hey, maybe the first thing you do when you're out of work for maybe the third week is maybe say, hey, Belvedere... I think it's time to part ways. Like, what is Belvedere doing? So is George just sitting on his ass? And 
pretending much. to apply to jobs. And Belvedere wouldn't help. I mean, what does Belvedere do in any situation? He brings someone cocoa and cookies, like whenever they're feeling down. Well, no, I just mean, what does, why isn't George cleaning up the house and, like, cooking mm. dinner and, you know, being a parent? Well, this might also uh, be the first time where we look at Belvedere as almost a negative impact on the family. Because, first off, Belvedere is there. Like, he came back from being deported to the Owens house. Right. So at this point, Belvedere and them are family-ish. True. So George can't really fire him because he's not really working for him anymore. I mean, right. the money is a formality at most. True. I, I mean, yeah, they need Belvedere. But Belvedere's presence, I think, is also stifling them from going out and doing stuff. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I, I feel like George is such a pathetic, like, like... I understand, you know, I'm not wanting, when I when I get laid off from my job, I'd spend about a month trying to find a job before I applied for unemployment. Oh yeah, well, there's like because I mean, there's a certain stigma to that. Yeah, I guess that people. Well, it's, I mean, I'm not sure where it comes from. But. I mean, I, I, the system's there to to support you. Like you just assume that you know, hopefully you'll be able to find something quickly, and you know, you won't even need to bother with it. But like, yeah, the, George just got like all freaked out about it, and is like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. So he finally goes down, and Belvedere's like, well, I'll go with you. So Belvedere walks him down to the unemployment office, and he's like, I don't even know what to do here. I don't know where to stand in line. I don't know what to do. And I'm, ah, it's, what am I getting the wrong place? Belvedere's like, fuck, just go stand in a line and figure it out. I'm going to the movies. <laughs> Meet up with you later. <laughs> Leslie gave me $20 to go to the movies. <laughs> so uh, there's this woman there, and she's kind of oh, hitting on George. He makes a friend, but not in a good way. And she's super awkward and... Like, crazily super awkward. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what she's doing. Like, she kind of leans in and says, Hey, you've been here before? <laughs> <laughs> and George is trying to be nice and polite, and she says yeah. something about, Hey, go get one of those pretty pink forms. You have to fill one of those out if it's your first time. But there's all this weird sexual innuendo there's as well. A lot it is like, weird. She is looking... Yeah, she's trying to fuck George. She's getting her money and she's trying to get some on the side. Yeah. So George like goes over to pick up the line and then she's like yelling across and he's like, how long have you been out of work? And George, of course, is embarrassed. He's like, well, um, five weeks. What? Five weeks? Well, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed. You know, it's just You're awful. You're a little ashamed. You got glasses is, yeah. on. I want to recognize you. Yeah. Plus, he was a local celebrity. True. I mean, he almost got indoctrinated into the nice guys. So, I mean... The cult. Yeah, the, the cult. So the, the cult of the pit. So, everyone in town knows George. And his, right. Uh, who's into sports, I guess. Well, everyone that knows their sports. sports facts. Yeah. Any self-respecting sports facts person mm-hmm. has been there with George since the beginning he started right. doing the article for the paper. Well, like me, you know, I check all... I check to see what all the sports writers in the area are saying. I check with the national sports mm. writers. You know, all of the top names. You gotta keep up on it, mainly for your fantasy football leagues, well, mostly, I would think. Well, mostly because... I because me knowing all the sports facts, I got to critique them and be like, ah, they got some things wrong. Mm. He didn't run all of those plays. Huh, that's a that's a that's a falsehood. <laughs> I love Brad that you do take the technicality of the sport. Like, uh, no, he did not run that play. It was actually this play. Right. There's a lot of subtleties that yeah. until you slow it down, you, you don't gotta, realize. You see, some people they don't they just know you know they know the popular guys. I know all the I know all the sports facts. And see, and that's the second part I was getting into. You bring that technical aspect, mm. but you also get into that personal level with yeah, the players, that's... which a lot of people enjoy but they just don't get it a lot of times and that allows you to i to claim at least the the sports fact knowledge that you have uh, yeah at least locally here in cincinnati well like, i would I'd challenge say, anyone to come to the show or phone in and, and i challenge and anyone to challenge come, you anyone on the planet to come and challenge me oh. to a battle of sports facts i mean we saw what happened when claire tried it Ooh, embarrassing. I mean, I will I, I will bring up the questions i'll be the impartial judge again yeah we'll make that happen and yeah but yes, so um, uh, George finally has his paperwork, and he's in line, and that woman kind of kind of tries to leave it open, like, well, hey, I'll see you around. Bye. 
Weird. Um, she leaves. Another dude comes in, stands behind George, and then we hear her outside. Yeah, Horatio Sands comes and stands behind. George. Yeah, it's kind of weird that he hasn't aged at all at from all. the eighties. It's so weird. Um, he. We hear her yelling, "Oh no, my purse! Get away!" It's like a lot of screaming. Yeah, too. it's like ah, it's like Austin Powers levels of oh no, he's he's got a knife and he's gonna stab me. Ah, my purse! Oh no. All right, calm it down. No one is going to help her. No. Not a single soul in that... They all hear it, though, and they're looking sheepishly. They don't want to get involved. Mm. Who's going to be the hero? The other guy's like, somebody, I don't, use my pla- I don't want to lose my place in line. Horatio Sands says that to yeah. George. Look, there's only... There's no one else in line. It's just George and you, Horatio Sands. Like, calm it down. George grabs his glasses, takes them off, and almost an unspoken... <sighs> I need it. Like a hero, and he, he runs outside. He's going full Clark Kent, and it's like, I'm sorry, George, but you doing shtick is the worst. That's why we almost stopped watching this show in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> and no one likes the George episodes. No. Except, I mean, they've gotten better, like when he cheated on his wife. Well, he didn't technically cheat on Marsha. But he was going but to. But he did steal a kiss from another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know in the 80s was not, was frowned upon. They're not doing polyamory. Right. Um, I don't remember exactly what happens after that. Well, after that, we cut to the Owens at home. They're all sitting around waiting for George to appear on the news. Um, Marsha's been off uh, learning things at school, theoretically. Second family. And she's like, what's going on? Oh, I, like, I no one even called and told her, oh, your husband stopped a, a mugging. <laughs> like, no one, like, she is disconnected. She's almost <laughs> completely free of the family. She's like, what's going on, guys? Dad stopped a mugging. There was a guy with a knife. What? And then we see the news clip, which, by the way, um, like, I would say that it was ridiculous and over the top, but it was local news footage. <laughs> they did a good job creating the feel of local news footage. Well, they had the budget, so I... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was awful. Weird. Bad reporting. Belvedere, like, comes in at the end of the scene. He's like, George, what's happening? Huh? Oh. And then he's in the scene. It's very weird. <laughs> they asked George at some point, because the lady's interviewing the lady who got mugged, almost got mugged. See, where I'm fuzzy and what I meant by saying I don't remember what happened after that was I don't know exactly how the fight went down. At first, I thought it may have been fake or staged, because the way that the woman constantly over... She overemphasizes things and repeats herself. She's like, I was standing outside that door, and then well, the no, man came in. I think the joke is supposed to be that she keeps pointing out that it's the unemployment office. Oh, I came okay, out of yeah, the unemployment yeah, yeah. office sense, right there, and then he, this man was going into the unemployment office right there. And who is this? What is your name? Your name is George, right? George Owens, unemployed sports writer. Like, they just keep Yeah, up and they that. ask him how, how long he's been at right. work. Yeah. But Belvedere rolls up into the scene and, like, puts his, like, puts both of his hands on George's arm, like... Not like a buddy would. Like, right. it's kind of weird. It's like, George, what is this? Yeah. Come now, what's that? Oh, you're on television. Looks at the... Just looking at the camera, smiling, doing his Belvedere face as the segment ends. <laughs> oh, that's bizarre. Belvedere's getting work. So, that's... yeah, George is a hero, and Kevin's like, wow, that's amazing. You know what, guys? Um, I'm, I'm going to take everybody out for dinner. And so they start to go out the door, then they come back in. Oh, we forgot about Heather. She's still sick upstairs. Well, I'm glad someone remembered Heather. I was really hoping that she would come down in like a robe or something and we hear her voice. But no, she's just not here for this episode. Yeah, she's just out. She's like she may, The actress may have actually just been sick that week or something. I don't know. It might be fun to go back and see whose lines would have been hers. I like. I think they just cut her out. Like I don't. Like the writers just did it. Yeah, really quick, like an overnight thing. Like all right, let's get her out of. Or maybe, maybe like she actually was doing something. Like um, 
something else. A TV movie or something? Yeah, I, I can't imagine what. I don't know. really know what her career had in store, but... What are television um, shows were on during that time? Well, Could I, she have done a crossover with another episode? I'm just going to take a quick take a quick glance. Could we have been complete idiots and not realize that maybe Santa Angela really was a character on another show? God, how great would that be? And Heather was guest starring on it? Well, wasn't Santa Angela, like, on, um... um what is that show? Like, she was on one of those, like, other shows. She was, like, a... I don't remember Sad Angela. She no, well, not as the character, but the actress was on like five. Five's enough, or whatever that show is. Or <laughs> five is enough. How many? What is? I it? don't remember. Ten is enough. Ten's maybe? enough. Ten is enough. Or um, Facts of Life. Or she was on one of those shows that I always mix up because I never actually watch them. Is it ten is enough? Because it's awesome that you half that and that's enough for you in your mind. Because that was five, commentary. Five is enough. Look, five is fucking. Five, that's too much. Five is too many. I can't five remember. is enough. It's like eight's enough. Eight's enough. Is it ten? I. Okay, now I have to. Look <laughs> you this please up. look it up. There's enough. There's enough. There's enough. That's the sequel we'll bring to the Knights Network. There's enough. There's too many. Um. Okay, she was on an episode of Silver Spoons before. Um. She did do a CBS school book school break special in '88. Oh, that's probably that it. could be it. That's probably it. She did a Growing Pains in '89. Ten is enough is the name of the television show. Ten is show. enough. Ten is too many. Ten is way too many. No, it is eight and enough. My bad. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. Huh. We met in the middle there. My apologies. All right. I thought ten was too many. <laughs> I mean, I think eight's too many as well. I'll be... I think... I mean, I, I, one. <laughs> one just, is enough. One's just fine and dandy. That's my show. <laughs> and really, it's, it's not even necessary. It's, it's amazing that we both got that wrong. <laughs> Zero to one. <laughs> You know what, Mavis, Mavis, one of my favorite uh, short stories, um, Between Zero and One by Mavis Gallant. I think she had it oh, right. Oh, no. <laughs> All that to say. All that to say. No Heather in this episode. No Heather. Sad. Heather does not make an appearance. She will be making appearances in the next couple of episodes, I hope. Oh, most definitely. Especially some of the ones that I really cannot wait to see. We can't wait. Um, but, so, there's some, meanwhile, there's some drama going on at Mr. Cluck's. Mm-hmm. Mr. Belvedere, of course, has now gotten a job at Mr. Cluck's yeah, to lighting. help making money for the family. And he's messing with the recipes. He's, like, making, like, special, he's like, how do you want your chicken done? And Kevin's like, we only fry it, damn it. But I want to do some things. It takes 45 minutes for you to cook that. Well, it's fast food. Well... I've got some ideas for the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they they purposefully don't mention how the customer reacts to this. I'm assuming they love whatever, whatever Belvedere cooked for them. Oh, yeah. Well, also, Belvedere's doing things like he's creating the 99-cent you-can-eat meal. Because <laughs> he thinks he has the power to do that. <laughs> it's, I mean, wouldn't you just let Belvedere do what he wants? Uh, true. I mean, he's helped the Owens out. Why can't he help Mr. Clucks out? Let him do it. He's an insidious force, really. Yeah. So he also, man, he, so he's trying to work Mr. Clucks, mm-hmm. trying to get him, trying to get them on the right path. Kevin just isn't going to handle it. I think mainly because Kevin is threatened, because Kevin yeah. realizes Belvedere's going to, I need to fire Mr. Belvedere, yeah. I can get rid of him. Yeah, definitely. If Mr. Belvedere had stayed there, you know nothing on Lost would have happened. <laughs> completely different. Um, so, a positive side to this, uh, not only saving this woman, but mm-hmm. also being on television and having a broadcast to the pit, as we're calling Vicksburg from now on, Yes. Um, is that everyone in the community who loves sports and the Owens family and those articles that Mr. Owens used to write have been sending stuff to the family right. in support of their... Their joblessness, mm-hmm. as the title suggests, sure, are volunteers to us, right? Which at first, you know, seems nice and pleasant, but then they just keep getting stuff, and their kitchen is like filled with like stuff. 
I love the Catholic priest bringing things. Yeah. All right. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Um, and pretty soon George is like, look, we don't need this stuff. And mom is like, guys, we're going to have to give this to the homeless. Our people who really need this food. She says something. What does she say in the television show? The way that she, she mentions the homeless are the people who don't have food. The yeah. way that she talks well, she, about... Because she says the homeless and the needy. And I'm like, well, I mean, I understand that you guys aren't as bad off as a lot of people. But you do have zero income coming in, except, you know, Belvedere and Kevin working at Mr. Clucks. So, I mean, you aren't doing well, but I get that you have more than you need. But at the same time, I, it's the same way they, the, the way they spend money. It's like, well, considering George is out of work and you don't really have income coming in, I don't know that I'd be too set to get rid of everything. Maybe store what you can in a pantry and, of yeah. course, anything perishable, obviously, you know, give out. But I'm like, you, your situation isn't resolved yet. You need to learn to budget your life better. I mean, this is the same woman who thinks in her first year graduating she's going to get a, what was it, a Ferrari or yeah. something? A Porsche? Ugh. Again, hope you're in the top five of your class. Seriously. Moms. Seriously. Like, as a person that knows quite well how to ration a bag of rice and a bag of flour, maybe, maybe don't start giving away all that stuff just yet. So Until your situation is somewhat under control. Also, George says... (laughs) caught the eye of another establishment in the pit that would like to honor him as a hero. Yes. And that's the school Wesley T. obtains. Mm-hmm. What is what's the what's the name of the event? Is it it's not Spirit Week or anything no, like no, that? No, no, it's 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 um um Moms Against Drunk Drive. It's like yeah. Citizenship Day. Oh yeah, okay, 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 okay. Citizenship Day. Right. And so he's he's gonna go there and make a big speech and of course George is all embarrassed because of the whole unemployment thing. Um and that whole angle and the fact that everyone's giving charity and basically pity. Because nobody likes pity. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like there's it's the pity angle. It's the oh well let me let me help you. Here's some charity. Mm, aren't I magnanimous? Mm, grovel. Like a, a lot That's... of people when they give charity, it's about making themselves feel better. And that's kind of bullshit, because nobody wants to be forced to well, grovel to that. True. And I guess it depends on your um, your intention in charity. Mm-hmm. For example, I volunteer my time every summer for summer camp. Mm-hmm. That's some of the most rewarding stuff I ever do in my... that That's my right. way of giving back. Um, I don't do it to feel better. I do it because I want children to have what I didn't have. Like right. adults who were rational thinkers and or atheists and or people who made sense. Yeah. I want them to not feel alone. Plus, I fucking love summer camp. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, copperheads running around, you got it's an adventure, like it's fun and it's but, it helps, but it also helps you. Yeah. But whenever and we've talked about articles about this on the show before, whenever you do something charitable, um, it does make you feel good. I mean that's yeah. a, that's a, a Which, positive yeah. side effect. But I do agree with you. People who do it for, like, look at me kind of thing, like, oh, I'm so, oh, you know what? I have all this power. Like a trickle-down effect kind yeah. of thing. Like, I have this money. Here, take it. I I don't need it. Yeah. Just take this poor thing. How long have you been out of work? Five weeks. That's horrible. Because it's, it's, it's not so much it's about making you feel better by helping, but by... Taking by making you feel better by putting someone else down. Oh, yeah, it well, was going to say it makes them feel bad yeah. about themselves. And that's what and that's what these people want that are doing that. Yeah, like and it's a fucked up thing, and it happens a lot. It does happen a lot, but it's a weird it's a weird thing because you never you can't truly know until you're in in it for a minute mm-hmm. what people's intentions are. Right. That's one of the reasons I stopped volunteering at um, local soup kitchens because the churches that I would do it at first mm-hmm. off churches fuck that yeah. shit. But it was just gross. Like, 
The yeah. church congregation also getting the food that the homeless did? Yeah. And them getting seconds and the homeless not? Yeah. Taking stuff home with you? Shouldn't the homeless get this? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you guys. I And uh, and I will say on the same on the same tip since we we've already explored that. Now, people now people like fucking right-wing douchebags talk about people that are just playing the victim card and love being victims. Um very fucking rare. Um I see Almost that more Okay. Like in a in a okay in a setting that's more social because we all know people who like well how was your week not good I went on a date and I just don't know if I'm ever gonna find anyone and I'm just so it's just ever since mom like these people that have like yeah. first world emotional problems yeah like, you never really see that in the actual people who are poor and destitute right because they can't like that's a luxury of trying to get people to feel bad for mm-hmm. you like on an emotional level yeah. The only person I know that actually plays the victim card is my fucking mother. That bitch loves every bad thing that happens to her. But your mom also isn't someone who is in the streets. I mean, no, your mother not, is... Yeah. I mean, she's doing it for the social game of it. All yeah, because she loves... Yeah, she loves She loves pity. She's the rare person that loves pity. I don't know why you would love pity. Because I, I, know. I know so many people who hate it mm-hmm. as a thing. Like, I don't really experience it, I don't think. Or if mm-hmm. I do, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Fuck you, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Um, I don't really... I mean, I can register it, but I don't register it most. But I do notice when other people are trying to get it. Yeah. And it's awkward, and it's weird. I hate it. Like... When bad shit happens to me, and it does happen in clusters, Brad, you have the weirdest. And we all know yeah, luck yeah. isn't a thing. It's not a thing. luck isn't a thing. But like, but you're the only person whose life <laughs> things happen that make me question that logically. It, it like, tends to compile. I'm sure we'll talk about things in the future once things are passed. Episode 200. But <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's like, and I and I worry just because my mother is such a huge bitch and loves pity so much that when I, whenever I'm telling someone of like ridiculous circumstances that end up happening to me, I'm worried that like I don't, I don't want to burden someone with my troubles, like I, I and I don't want anyone's pity, uh, but it makes an interesting story. True. But I wouldn't consider a lot of those things pity. Right. The fact that if you're telling these things to a stranger, I mean, uh, why? I mean, but if you're telling them to a friend, friends don't pity you. Sure, sure. Um, but I, I am paranoid because, again, my mother is the one person that truly plays the victim card. Because <laughs> she's crazy. Man, I, it's weird. I, I will never forget um when she was bragging... Um, she was talking, there's something, there's something to talk about taxes, and my, of course my family's all crazy right wing, and my uncle was complaining about how his taxes were so high, because he made, like, mad money, you know? <laughs> oh, wow, poor fella. Um, and my mother was like, well, I don't have to worry about taxes anymore, because I'm disabled, and blah, 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 so that's, that's just a plus for me, bitch. <laughs> Listen, you were disabled by, because of the fact you didn't take care of your lazy fucking ass. You brought this shit upon yourself, and you love it, and it's gross. And you are the you are the person Rush Limbaugh talks about. You are the <laughs> one, the only one that I will honestly believe exists. It's rare. Nobody wants to be in these terrible circumstances except you. God, man, it is a weird. I don't understand that. I want to read books on that. Or and I, I will. And, but and despite all of this, I stand by. I will defend supporting people in these conditions, even if they are terrible fucking people. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, because, okay, one out of... Right, one out of, like, all the people that right. we know. Come on. I, yeah, I would really let that one fucking evil conniving bitch have her joy and her pity than have, take the chance of ever screwing someone over that actually needed it. Yeah, I mean, because there's certain circumstances, like George's in, for example, that mm-hmm. it's... 
duh. Yeah. Duh. Society, let's help each other out. Yeah. Come on. It's, I mean, social, like, unemployment, social security, and like food stamps, these are great programs because we all pay into it, and if we end up in a dire situation, it's there as a safety net to keep us like from like ha- ending up in the worst of circumstances. These are good things. Like we don't need to put so much pity on like uh, such gross like hatred of the people taking advantage of these things to help us. There was one time where I had mixed feelings about my kind because of, normally when people like try to evoke pity when they don't deserve it mm-hmm. or use pity as a tool against other people or like it bothers me because I'm like, why are you trying to manip- manipulate people? Yeah. There was someone who did a um, uh, a sketch in my acting one class when I was in college mm-hmm. um, who was disabled. And she did a monologue about being disabled. Ugh. And by the end of it, everyone in there, except for me, obviously, and maybe a few other people, were like crying. But she's and, so like, brave, super Alex. Sad. Well, she's so brave. And that's the thing. It was brave, but it also hit such a real chord because she was literally just, I mean, she is disabled. Like, mm-hmm. she could barely move. And she was talking about finding love and how to be, like, the right person won't see you for who you are on the mm-hmm. on the outside, who you are on the inside. And there was so much heavy pity. Mm-hmm. But this girl knew what she was doing and was yeah. playing it. Yeah. And I thought, you're not that great of an actor. I'll just be honest. I, you, okay. You're disabled. <laughs> look, you're wheels. Not that good look, wheels. <laughs> you're not getting an Oscar today. Yeah. The only people, and if this makes you feel good to guilt people mm. or get people in this weird source of pity yeah. to tears is not genuine because they're doing this because of your right. And I thought there was such like a kind of difference in my mind. Like I don't know how to really because the thing uh, is, I this affect me. I um, you know, and I, I made the joke that oh, she's so brave. Um, before I actually even knew completely what you were going to say. Um, but I, I, I will say like. I guess it is good that to not be defensive, so defensive that you can't oh, yeah. share something. And I guess that is a positive. But at the same time, if you know exactly what you're doing and it's not being brave, like if you're just comfortable with who you are, then it's not brave. It's just taking advantage of people's emotions. See, and, and that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like any time up to that point in class, whenever she would make a joke about it, we all thought, oh, okay, well, yeah, she's just, yeah. she's owning this. Right. And you should. I mean, that's what people do when they're, yeah. I mean, sure. I own diabetes and I'm a type 1 diabetic. <laughs> I joke about it all the time. I love people joke about it to me. Um, I would never do a for real monologue to try to pity, uh, get people, like con people into feeling weird emotions about it. Yeah. To get a, a it it's, was, it's all about intention. So much it's about, the intention. See, yeah. And I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. Like, well, Alex... Well, Alex fuck, hates cripples. Alex is a fucking monster. That guy, did you hear what he said about that quadriplegic woman? Jesus Christ, Alex. No, guys, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. That kind of insidious manipulation of emotion, I don't care who it is, yeah. is troubling. Like, I can't... But how does she find material, Alex? Whoa! <laughs> how does she find material that's believable? <laughs> okay, well, that... <laughs> Now I, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Anytime. Uh, Feel no pity. With the pity thing, yeah. This is interesting. I mean, we could go further on this conversation because yeah. there are so many stories. Even this last week I could tell you about pity that I think would be interesting. For real. But let's get back to George for a second. Mm-hmm. Because George, I mean, he cannot concentrate on what he wants to say in this. Because obviously he, he doesn't want to broadcast everyone. He feels bad about he's right. not able to support for his family. Um, I think at one point a plumber comes up and tries to fix their plumbing. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is the, the toilet problem that was in the... Episode pre- previous to this? No, because this was the washer and dryer. Oh, okay. Who is fucking up there? What's their happening? Plumbing? Like their pipes are screwed up. A lot of fracking up in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so much fracking in the pit. Um, but yeah, apparently there's like a, there's a wire and he replaced it. He's like, yeah, it's just 10 bucks to fix the wire. He was like, what? You think I can't, you, what, you saw me on the news? What, what are you talking about? I know you guys, you overcharge everything. Well, no, it's just 10 bucks. It was just a wire. Ah, how much, how much? Uh, 200? Fine, I'll send you a check. Whatever. Yeah, well, George. George knows what he's gonna say. He's like, all right, I know what I'm gonna say. I doodled it on this pad, whatever. Um, okay, so day of, someone goes up and upstages George before he gets up there. <laughs> little Urkel, like the a actor who plays Urkel, is this little kid. Is it? Yeah, did you not recognize that? I know, I didn't realize it was him. Um, I, I'm almost positive, but now I, I feel kind of weird. Like, maybe we should look it up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look it up, just in case. <laughs> I mean, I think out of all my, out of all the, uh, the, I mean, you I thought you thought and Jack's hosts, you think Alex is probably the, <laughs> the worst. You know, he's um, a monster. You remember the first episode of the college years when you thought the black girl was the girl from Sister Sister, and that wasn't right. Sister Sister, the twins on Sister Sister didn't know how much I missed you. It was a completely different girl. Um, they do favor each other though. Let's take a look here. Jaleel White, there you go. Boom. Good job. I'm, I'm glad, Alex. I'm glad that you're not a racist. <laughs> not a racist. I get other actors confused too, not just the ones of color. <laughs> Brad. True. Who's that one woman? It's true. There, but there are there are types of people who one person will become famous, and then someone else kind of has their similar look. Mm -hmm. Not as good as them. They will get work simply because of that, and we right. all know that. I can't remember. There's one. There's all kinds of actresses that do that that I just cannot tell them apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I can when I, I know that they're different, but they play such similar roles. Right. It's like eh, I don't know who that is. Not a racist. <laughs> I know what's up. You're not a racist. That and, was indeed Urkel. And, uh, wow! Didn't even didn't even notice. Um, I knew he looked familiar. I thought it was like the kid that um, from like the um, from the President's Day episode. Yeah, which would have been awesome to bring yeah. him back. And it's almost it's almost horrible that they didn't, yeah. considering they bring everyone else back. Right. But little, let's talk about little Urkel. Little Urkel. He's there for Citizenship Day because he's he, got nuts for hands. Like I don't. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> have to play that at the end of the episode now. <laughs> That's a classic. Um, <laughs> He he went into a burning building. He ran into a burning building to save a woman. But you guys may think that's where I burnt my hands. I burnt my hands when I went back in to save the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> and George's like, I gotta follow that kid. All I did was save an old broad who was kind of hitting on me <laughs> uh, from a from a knife mugging. Mm -hmm. This kid actually saved people's lives, and he's also a child. Child. Yeah. Amazing. So George gets up there, makes a fool of himself because it's the Owens, and that's what they do when they get up in front of each other. Right. And by that, it's the community. Um, Wesley tries to beef it up. He's like, "Hey, tell him about the machete. Uh, it wasn't a machete. It was just a little knife." And then, uh, um, one of the audience members stands up and is like, "Hey, real quick question. Did you get that casserole I left on your front porch?" Now we all know that Ramjack is a don't eat food off the ground and or floor. Podcast. I mean, we definitely advocate toward that. So. I'm, we're also um, anti uh, fucking potluck and anti random mystery people bringing food from their homes. Mm. Fuck that shit. You don't know what's in that. You don't. Ugh. So they're like, oh yeah, we did get it. And she said, can I get the can I get the dish back? It's just I only have one of those serving dishes, and I kind of want to buy. And then this other guy pops up. Hey, did you get that mattress and box springs I left on your front yard? Nope. Yeah, it smells like goats. Are you using it? Well, no. You mean the potential bed bug carrier? We burned it in the front yard. We're gonna charge you. We're sending you a bill for the grass seed it'll take. In All spring. these fucking douchebags are just like that are like given pity on them and then giving them shit are just trying to get their fucking day in the sun. Well, then get mad that they aren't 
then looked at in high esteem because it's yeah. like, well, wait a minute, I gave you that. It's like, You're on hard times, aren't you? I have a bed, dog. Yeah. Like, do you want me to sell it and make money off of your, your shitty goat bed? Trust people, listen up. You can't sell a bed. One man's trash is another man's trash. It's, yeah. It's different yeah. health matters. It's, it's, so all these fucking busybody people trying to get, like, getting some recognition for their fine works of charity for these poor, sad, poor people. Like, fuck. And then Belvedere steps up and he's like, hey, calm the fuck down. Who are you? I'm his butler. Wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. You, what kind of unemployment are you getting paid that you get a butler? <laughs> And all these Rush Limbaugh start popping out of the audience. <laughs> welfare queens. That's dressed pretty well for people who are poor. It's like, ah, this is the shit we were just talking about. Like, yeah. all these fucking uppity fuckers. Oh, Ugh. man. I, I, it's not the Middle Ages. Our, our poor aren't, like, in rags covered in dirt. I mean, I have seen some poor people in the street that are covered in rags. Oh, sure. And they're doing really bad. But those are also... I mean, it takes a lot to get to that. Yeah, that's like, yeah. And a lot of people who are homeless are actually, like, ill, like, mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't function in society. Right. And sadly, our society has marginalized them to the sides of it like right. that. Um, but, and George and them? He's only been out of a job for five weeks. Yeah, why are you fucking everyone else, everyone else except for Wesley T., who is bringing in money to the family, by the way. We right. haven't mentioned that yet. But everyone's doing their part. Um, I, I really wonder how Heather got mono, which is what she's actually sick about. Oh, no. And I was, at the beginning, I thought, please let Kevin come down with mono. Please, writers, just give us that. Seriously. Writers, this is a layup. Don't let disappoint. Next episode, Kevin's got mono. Yeah, come please. Uh, at some to. point, he gets He's mono. He's got to. If he gets mono at any other time in this series, we'll know where he got it. Mm. It's like, that's validation for what we've assumed the whole time. I forgot it was mono until you just said that. Yeah, because was... at the beginning, Wesley T says, the kissing disease? Careful. Manzies. I could have sworn that he gives Kevin a look like, fuck, dude. Eeks. Get yourself checked. Eeks. Oh, can we just take a, a quick break to mention the fact that when um, Kevin and Belvedere are wearing their Mr. Clucks outfits, um, the fact that they they wear them home from work and they don't take off the chicken hat until they get inside the house. <laughs> it must be in their contract. It's, it's got to be like they sign in. I like – I. The, when I was working, when I was in high school and working at fucking Kroger, the first thing I did, the second I got to work, was rip off that shirt and that stupid name tag, which I never wore anyway, so really. It's, but it was the first thing I did was, like, get this stupid thing off of me. <laughs> I I really hated my Chick-fil-A shirt that I had yeah. because it was super huge and baggy. But I eventually did get, like, one that was super form-fitting and awesome. Like, I think I had it altered. It looked pretty damn good. So I, I actually would wear that after work. I'd be like... <laughs> I'd summon into him like, what's up? I'm in Chick-fil-A. I also wore like different dress pants. Like I was probably the best dressed out of anyone wearing there. But uh, you know, different strokes, different folks. Eh? But So all these people get a hissy fit and then George lays down the law. He's like, hey, listen, listen. We didn't ask you guys to do these things for us. We appreciate it. Yes, we've fallen on hard times, but we're not going to be ashamed of our life. <laughs> And he's like, basically says, you know, oh, my family, you know, they're all working hard to try to, you know, pull together and blah, 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 blah. You know why? Because we're good citizens. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you. Drops the mic. Drops the family claps. They walk out. Yeah. Everyone's like, all right. So they get home. George gets a phone call from the fucking TV station again. Ring, ring. Oh, you want to talk to me about me stopping a mugger again? No, George, that was an old story. It's not that interesting for that long. <laughs> News cycles, come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they want him to host, they want him to be like a sports anchor. 
Yeah. So they're having him come in for an audition. He hasn't got the job yet. We'll see how that goes. I love how they immediately... I mean, because people do do this. I love how everyone puts eggs into one basket. Yeah. I mean, which I think even at an early age, we realize that, that that's one of the first, like, what... That's, is that from a fable? What is that from? It's not like an Aesop's fable, is it? But we... Okay, we learn at an early age through stories that that is not a good idea. Yeah. And yet they do it immediately. Of course. George is like, got the job. I got an interview! Yay. I won! We're going, we're going to the big times! Of course, they don't have it yet, so Belvedere isn't going off to Mr. Cluxton to go to work. But Belvedere's the only one who actually says, is the voice of reason, like, he may have a job. May have a may job. May have a job. He's George. He's not going to get that job. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, hope Robert Goulet can put in a good word for him. But you're right. Belvedere still has to go to work. So he goes out, and him and Kevin are about to go to work. Kevin seems a little upset. Mm, what could that mean? Oh, look, Belvedere. You feeling sick, Kevin? What's wrong? No, it's just... I'm sorry. Belvedere, you're fired. <laughs> what? <laughs> awesome. Oh, they... Not from being our butler, but from Klux. Great. Just in case there was any confusion. That 99 cent uh, all-you-can-eat Mr. Klux is not going to happen. Sorry. No. But I had ideas for the breading. No. Too too bad. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. I can remember what else he said, but it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. He had, like, he wanted to change the interior of the restaurants. It was... <sighs> yeah, Kevin knows what happens when Belvedere gets, gets in his little paws into something. Yeah. He, Mr. Belvedere only thinks big. There's no, there's no fast food dreams in a Belvedere's head. True. Champagne and caviar all the way. <laughs> so Kevin takes the hat. He takes the name tag. He takes the patches off both arms. Apparently Belvedere gets to keep the shirt. In an unceremonious, like, debadging or like, Belvedere keeps the shirt and he kind of almost cradles himself and falls into the wall like, <sighs> this hits him hard. Yeah. Belvedere's never been fired. <sighs> Sad. For a few minutes before Belvedere gets up to the to write in his journal. Like I imagine every night he like runs up like a little girl and like just gets at his desk and like opens his journal and is like, hey journal, guess what happened today? <laughs> so he says, George had a wonderful interview. Okay, okay, this is weeks later, or a week later. <laughs> George's interview went well. He may get an offer. Still may get an offer. May get an offer. Um I'm assuming Heather's back to normal. I, I don't think they mention her, sadly, nope. but in my mind they do. Belvedere is not lamenting about the whole uh, Klux thing. It's like, hey, my first foray into um, fast food didn't last. It's fine. It's fast food. Over it. Dunzo. And I don't remember what else he said. I think that's almost it. I don't yes. remember the whole button joke thing. I don't remember. It wasn't good. Hmm. So yeah, who that's won and who lost? Belvedere, who won and who lost? Um, did George win or lose? I'm not sure. Well, we don't know if he got the job. <laughs> um... Huh. Because he definitely did one or the other. I'm just not sure which. Heather may have lost, because I don't know why she wasn't on the show. Heather lost. And her character on the show got sick and was never seen in the house. She had mono. That's hardcore. They quarantined her to her room. Wow. Heather lost. Heather lost. That poor girl. Who who won? Who won? Kevin. Kevin became an assistant manager. Kevin was promoted. Kevin got a promotion. Did not get fired? He got to fire someone else. And got a promotion. He's making a whole buck 25 more. Kevin wins. He's treating the fam. Gotta treat him. Don't go into that wallet, Dad. It's all on me this week. <laughs> oh. Big time. I love when it's that easy. Like, yeah, that's who wins and who loses. Yeah. Fun up, though, but man, we have some good ones coming up. I'm glad this isn't like X-Files where we gotta, I gotta fucking sneak in and veto the votes. <laughs> do veto tags. It's best... <laughs> you really do that? That's awesome. I'm to do that a time. Or two. Very nice, very nice. Um, But of course... We're going to move over to the West Coast. Yeah, we are. See what's happening on oh, Saved by the Bell of College Years. Oh, manzies. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. And it's all up to me how far I go. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. And it's all up to me how far I go. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. And it's all up to me how far I go. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. And it's all up to me how far
Alex, you are going to have the wonderful task of summarizing the episode Homecoming. Guys, it is a treat. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I think I'm just going to try to go wing it. I, I'm right. not going to like premeditate this All shit. Right. I think I'm All just right. going to see if I can get it. All right. And three, two, one, go. Guys, uh... The Wall of Acting's actual football star friend is coming into Bayside. I mean, the college, whatever the fuck it is called, California U, Uni. Um, uh, he is a wonderful guy. Um, Zach is kind of intimidated by his power until he realizes he can use it for his own good. So him and Zach become like really good friends. Wall of Acting may have a relationship with this dude. I have no idea if they have a history or not, but it's a little weird. He warns Zach about him. Um, on the other side of the story, um, we have uh, Leslie Romney's parents coming into town. The real Romney's coming in, and she hates them telling her what to do. So she's going to thwart this by getting Screech to pretend to be her boyfriend at the big ball. All right, everyone's up at the ball because Alex is apparently trying out to be the mascot. Slater helps her, and for some reason finds poultry uh, gyrations attractive and ends up kind of dating her. Weird. Uh, Kelly finds out, who's a huge, uh, a huge fan of Mike's friend, uh, finds out that he is not the gentleman she thought he was in a very sobering evening out together <laughs> in his limousine. And Zach, that's enough for Zach to see this guy for who he truly is. And Zach makes the stupid move of not propelling not only his career, but his life forward by hanging out with this celebrity. And him and Mike get together and decide they're going to write papers together. Maybe have a J.O. session. I don't know. It's a little weird. Very homoerotic. Screech fucking ruins everything. God damn it, and that's saved by the bell. Oh, minute 24, but fine work. I tried, man. I was forgetting things until I rolled up. Oh, yeah. I know. Slater and Alex did hook up. It was kind of weird. That was Alex's new hair. Foxy. Yeah, she got a she got a makeover. She looks good. Kelly's wearing like some kind of weird like stockings, like fishnet. Kelly Kelly. Kelly's outfits throughout the episode are. Uh, let's just tackle that right now. First Wait, off, can I can I introduce a new segment into the Say mm-hmm. by the Bell thing? Can we do best dressed? <laughs> yes. Can we do best dressed and worst dressed in the in the best dress? Obviously, like who came correct in the episode? Well, fashion forward. This could be the fashion forward. But I think segment. it's the same person in <laughs> different scenes. Well, who knows? Because sometimes they'll switch it up. Okay. Well, yeah. okay, but okay, but I'll say best dressed was Kelly in the dress. Yeah. At the at the ball, worst dressed. Was Kelly, um, was it her hooker outfit in the beginning? Or her Deanna Troy Star Trek outfit? <laughs> her onesie with a heart belt. <laughs> I'm gonna go onesie with a heart belt. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. But there was also the jacket that Miss um, uh, um, Romney didn't like. Which was the same colors as Screech's um, I'm gonna go out and clean yeah. uh, elephant, I guess, feces from the streets in. Yeah. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves are, a little bit, but guys, I can't damn. wait to get the, guys the Romney stuff alone. Uh, hang on, we'll get there. It's amazing. So yeah, Mike Wall of Acting Rogers, old football. Apparently, Mike Rogers. I guess we knew this. He actually was a football player. He was actually on the 49ers, We find mm-hmm. out, and his buddy's coming to town for homecoming. I can't remember his name. Uh, it was. It was um um. So not Johnny Walker. It's Johnny. It's Johnny something. Johnny Walters. It's okay. very close to Johnny Walker. It's <laughs> very close to near and dear to my heart, but not <laughs> Johnny. Um, yeah, Johnny Walters, and he's like a big celebrity. Kelly's got like an underwear um, poster of him. And Slater has all of his uh, football cards yeah. out on the table. He's got his he rookie card. Those. Yeah. 
so Kelly loves this guy. She's a huge sports fan. Mm. Um, he comes in. Zach like insults him. I don't know why people are really like, "Ooh, you insulted a celebrity." Who yeah. cares? It. Zach's he's like, a football star, well, and that's basically what Zach's saying. He's like, "Oh, who cares about this? Like, this you know famous job guy. What's he matter?" And it turns out, oh, he was right behind him. Ooh. And then while acting, is like, "Hey, Zach." May I introduce you to my friend, Johnny, Johnny Walters, the football player. Hey, everybody. Like, classic, like, famous jock. Everyone's falling head over heels with him. Kelly's changing her outfit into the Deanna Troy outfit. She's changing... I guess it's form-fitting, so maybe that helps her in her mind. She was wearing the hooker outfit to start with, which was kind of foxy. Yeah, it worked for her. Um, but yeah, and then she changed into the Deanna Troy outfit, which was ridiculous. But (laughs) form-fitting. Yeah, I, I love that we're mixing two space shows into the Save by the Bell canon. <laughs> Not it's Star Wars last time, and Listen, now it's Star Trek. Um, I, I find if we find a connection to J.J. Abrams to mm. Save by the Bell, we we solve we solve the riddle. There you go. So we just got to connect Alias to to Save by the Bell somehow before it's all said and done, and we have connected. We fi- we we predicted J.J. Abrams directing Star Wars before it happened. Whoa. We could be the next Nostradamus. Yeah. The next, well, maybe not mine, because they were wrong. Well, not wrong. People, you know what it is in fucking matter. Well, we're the next Edgar Casey. We predicted oh, all kinds of awesome things after they already happened. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of our ideas that we throw out on the podcast are going to happen someday. Right. I mean, but, it's inevitable. Yeah. We'll get some of them right. Yeah. And the ones that have already happened will definitely get right. Oh, yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> um, <laughs> all that to say... <laughs> Um, so Zach's going to try to suck up to this guy because he's got connections to people into top three of the biggest companies in the country or something. He's the CEO or, or he's on the board of them? He's on the board of big companies. And we also find out that Zach's a finance major. Kind of makes sense-ish. Yeah. That just makes me feel gross because to think that Zach Morris is probably, if he stayed in college, by the way, um, and got his degree, he's probably like some kind of awful hedge fund manager mm. involved with the banking crisis. So fuck you, Zach Morris. Well, he dodged that bullet, and he became a successful lawyer in his you know second true, life. True, true. Still don't know what to those kids in Hawaii though. <laughs> really want them to revisit oh, that. Oh boy. Um, but all that to say, Zach uh, rolls up and it starts. You know, I was gonna say sweet talking, but that's not what was happening. He was no. sucking up to uh, no. Johnny. He was like, "Hey, Johnny, I heard you did this, that, and that." You know, I'm actually a huge fan. Sorry about what happened the other day. And then Mike's like, "Yeah, I used to be in football too." Like Zach, like pats him on the head. Like that's right. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike. All right, fair enough. Um, this whole episode, this whole episode is just like destroying Mike. <laughs> it really is. It's cruel. The writers to do that to him. It but. is cruel. I mean, but awesome. Always saying stuff. Well, I was on the 49ers too. I remember when I broke my leg. You know, that, yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 whatever. It's like it's like the characters are finally saying what we've been saying all along. Yeah. <laughs> kind of realizing all that. Hmm. Mike isn't the star he thought he was. Well, it's it's so sad. Like, cause I don't know. When we heard that he used to be a football player, I don't know. I I, I just assumed that like he wasn't like you know like a real football player. Like he was like the bottom of the rung. You know, mid range, not a real thing. But when they actually bring out. 49ers and he's friends with a famous football player and now he's in college working on his masters but for some reason taking undergraduate classes and an RA it's a little sadder he lives in a dorm it gets fucking tragic later it's a grown ass man living in a dorm that's nothing but sad I will say this is kind of this is related to this um, I, I dated a girl for a while whose brother went played football in college. Now, 
she said, um, and we had a conversation about this, it was actually pretty awesome in retrospect, she said that she felt so sorry for her brother, also talking about fading away, because he loved playing football, and now that he's out of college and doesn't play, because he went to a college where he could play football, because uh, it was like a lower tier college, but obviously there was no career in that, like he just right. played it to play it. So now he kind of lives in this kind of faux nostalgia stage where he watches sports all the fucking time, oh. and he, he has a job, but it's not like the best job, but he still lives sports, but it's tragically sad to watch him be like, yeah, and he tells the same stories over and over again, and he misses it, but he'll never be able to go back. I, I see Mike's character as that. Yeah. You get injured, and then it's, you can't do it anymore. It, like, in, I, like, this episode has made us feel sad for Mike. Which, I guess, bravo, I guess. But it's a real thing. Like, I, I tell what stories you say it's a real thing that yeah. actually happens to athletes, and it's it's kind of sad, but yeah. also to say by the bell tackles it. Right, right. Tackles really the real issues. The realism. The realism. Um, they also tackle rape later in the episode, I, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Weak sauce. Um, can we talk about Leslie Romney? God, let's just get into it. Okay, um, Zach's just sweet-talking this guy. Right, that, right, that's right. something you just need to know. Um, So, Leslie Romney's cleaning up because it's homecoming week, and her parents are coming into town! Her parents... Mitt Romney's coming into town. <laughs> Guys, spoiler alert. When the actors showed up, it looks like Mitt Romney and his fucking wife. It is Mitt Romney and his wife. Let's it's, just assume it's Mitt Romney and his wife. Like, it is Mitt Romney and his creepo robot wife. He has a turtleneck on and a blazer. Classic 90s he's Romney. Got, but he's got like Romney hair. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is fucking Mitt Romney. <laughs> and at some point, and I'll go ahead and spoil this, he makes some joke about um, he, he should have sent Leslie to college in France. What? Mitt Romney, to avoid the draft in Vietnam, went to France. Weird. To, for college, to be a fucking missionary in France. Leslie, I'll make a call um, to the Mormon church and send you on your journey Mitt to Rom- France. It's fucking Romneys. It's Romneys. The Romneys are in town. <laughs> we find out Leslie doesn't know what an ironing board is because she can't collapse it and put it up. Well, the... They had people for that. Oh. And by people for that, I mean they actually ironed on people. They used people <laughs> as ironing board. The, their Mexican nanny would, would would force people to lay down and then iron oh, on their well backs. You, well, you can't really get something all wrinkles out. Um, Just laying it down and putting it no, on a hanger. No. What you do is you put it on a person. Right. A frame and then get the steamer out. Yeah. And then boil them alive inside yeah. of it. It gets the shirt really nice, though. It looks good. There's no way to get total wrinkle-free. Right. Like, zero percent rinks. Defo. Um, so she Cut those rinks out. She doesn't know what this out. weird table is. Like, who put out this weird card table? Mm. Is this a card table for infants or just two people nah, and she can't get it in she no. just can't she freaks out they're like fuck you leslie oh. um alex is trying she's trying out to be the mascot the falcon mm-hmm. oh i thought she was trying out for cluck's chicken mascot for a minute because <laughs> yeah. she's not doing a falcon at all well i think that's what slater thought too and he's like oh, well i'm interested in cox so, so. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone Slater. here knows about cox it's me alex <laughs> let me show you a thing or two about being a cock Oh, wait, you're being a falcon? Oh, that's different. Oh, fuck. Ugh, I'll help. Well, how do you do that? They kind of have this weird, almost like, I'm, I'm, it's not a date, but it's definitely some odd bonding between the two. Oh, yeah. But now that she's got new hair, she looks foxy. Now that so. she's got new hair, Slater's taking a second look. Right. And I'm with him. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, I don't really like the, the bird stuff between them, because it's, it almost becomes the crux of their relationship, and that gets weird. Yeah, it does. They, they're bonding over being a bird, and it's bizarre. Did I say Crux or Clux? Because I don't remember. <laughs> it's the Clux of the... <laughs> <laughs> zing, zing, zing. Um, 
So that's weird. Leslie's parents see them at some point, like, flying in formation in the living room and are freaked out and think, Leslie's definitely getting her own apartment next year. Yeah. They try to hook her up all the time. They're trying to hook up Kelly with their so- chauffeur's uh, son. Yeah. Kelly ain't having it. She's got her eyes on Zach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Leslie needs a date for the ball so her parents don't set her up with anyone, Brad. Who does she go with? She, she's got to teach him a lesson, Alex. Oh, okay. Stop controlling my life. If, if, if you don't stop controlling my life... I'll make bad decisions by dating Screech. Leslie, Wouldn't, Leslie, Leslie. Um, if you're trying to show your parents that you can make your own decisions, how about not making terrible decisions like yeah. dating Screech? I'll show them. Oh, you're not sh- showing anyone except... Stupid rich girl. Yeah. Fuck you. Dumb dumb don't know how to be independent. Oh. Um, Screech is cool with it. Apparently gets asked this all the time, which is horrible and sad. Fair enough. Yeah. You want to go on a date with me? Is it, to, is it to show your parents? To teach your parents a lesson by dating a nerd? Shit, he knows what I want to do. Oh, it sounds uh, great. Yeah, she's going to use you for that, Screech. Yeah. And you're not going to get any money out of it. He should have charged her. Yeah. I thought, I thought this Screech was more savvy than the same I, of those I think he is. I think I think he's going to cash in a favor later. Oh. Whoa. 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 Hand job in the car. What? <laughs> what? He, he delivers, though, at the ball, but damn. Yeah. Um, Leslie gets... She gets it. She becomes a falcon. Alex. Alex. Yes, my bad. Alex becomes a falcon. Um, she asks um, Slater to go with her to the ball. She, uh... Because she gets one of the rare invites to the ball. Yeah, she squawks at him after he she, he accepts. And she backs away. He thinks it's kind of cute. Weird. Eh, I'm down. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm down. To each their own, my friend. Twist part, she's going as the Falcon to the ball. Oh, she's there to take publicity photos. And he's embarrassed because she's dressed up as a Falcon. I mean, of course, because he was embarrassed by balloons being in a room before. Like, all these people do is be embarrassed. If he, yeah, then the woman, then the woman that he's pursuing in a, I mean, if he's into it, he's into it. But maybe he's ashamed of himself being into the furry kind of mm, thing. There, that could be it. I, I think it would be awesome to go on a date with somebody that's being a fucking mascot at an event. I think that would be fun. That might be me. That's for, a fun for date. For a second, I thought you said, I could date with someone that, you know, pretends they're a bird. No, no, that's I weird. thought, well, Brad, I know no. you like the weird ones sometimes, that's, but damn. No, no, no. Damn, no. friend. No, but I mean, if you like... It, See, my mom would go to Mr. Bruin the second that I heard someone <laughs> squawk. It does yeah. when I hear someone squawk now. It yeah, is, he's the only man I know that squawks. The only person I know that squawks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, uh, Kelly ends up going with Zach because Zach's invited by uh, Johnny. By big time Johnny. Johnny's taking a liking to, to Zach. He's like, I'm gonna help you out, man. Come on. And, but Mike's like warning all the time. He's like, ah, oh, don't get too close to Johnny. He likes the attention, but you can't rely on him. Whoa. Okay. I mean, all right, all right. Well, it's not like you know, it's not like he said he would make a poster or something. I mean, we don't <laughs> calm down. <laughs> By the way, how's it going? I, I, sorry about it later. Um, so they get to the ball. Kelly's with Zach. Looking good. The best best anyone looks in this whole episode. Definitely. Um, she meets Johnny. Mm. Infatuated. Of course. Zach is meeting other people, too. Like, Johnny's introducing him to other people. and, and Big time execs. Big execs. He's, they're going to get together for a big golf game tomorrow. Zach should come. First of all, I love, Zach is like all networking. Zach is a freshman in college. It's just weird to me that Zach's like, yeah, I got to network with these big time execs. For what? So in three years, maybe you'll be able to 
talk to them and get a job? I really don't know why Johnny is doing this with Zack. Like, even if he was just doing... I don't understand why he is so buddy about Zack. The way Mike says it, it's like he just likes the attention. But that's not how that works. Uh-uh. You don't introduce someone... I, I think he really sees something in Zack yeah. and wants to help him. Which, the episode only tells us that's what he's... He has purest intentions with Zack. Yeah. So he gets Zack to this ball. He gets Kelly at the ball with him. Cool, bring a plus one. That's totally fine. Hey, come right. golfing tomorrow. It's cool. Hey, I got a guy. You want to come later? I'm assuming that's what he moved. That's what right, he's right. doing. Like, I mean... Do coke off this woman's... Like, come on. Let's that do That sounds this. great. Yeah, I mean, good on Zack. I think it's crazy that, like, this shit's going on. But, okay. I mean, go with it. Sure. Mike's leering from the side, looking, <laughs> just shaking his head. Like, oh, It's like, so Mike disappointed. is... And everyone's like, Mike, you just calm down. I think you're a little jealous. No, I'm not jealous. You'll see. All right, Mike. You're clearly jealous, dude. Um, I don't know how to spin jealousy into a segue, but I was trying to spin that back to Alex Slater for just a second because she gets her heart broken because he's ashamed of her. Well, yeah. So she's crying as the Falcon. Right. People are getting their pictures taken with her, and they don't care. They they're, don't. They're not asking her why she's crying. Well, because give a fuck. Because the people. I mean, this isn't a ball for all the students. This oh, is yeah. a very select group. These isn't are only like the alumni. These are only the, the only Romney. Only the Romney yeah. level donors. This is the money ball, basically. Right. So they don't care. It's like. Oh, let's take a picture with the crying falcon. Oh, this look. This is artistic, isn't it? The poor, the poor person inside the bird is crying. How interesting. Oh, that's a, what did he do? Oh, that's so sad. Oh. This is the only job you could find as an actress, in quotation marks, oh, oh, oh. hmm. Honey, here, here's $200. Go buy yourself something. Here's $200. I'll do some coke off your tits later. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't worry Shut about up. it. Shut up. Shut up. Where my drink? <laughs> Okay. Oh, these fucking Romney. Pretty dark. These fucking Romney bots everywhere. Hey, man. Fuck it's em. crazy. Hate them. So, speaking of the Romney bots, mm-hmm. Leslie Ooh. has Screech, and Screech is like asking her what he should do. Screech is like going to town. Screech is just being himself, and he is fumbling. Yeah, I mean, he is like, but he's like, I love that he like gives her options. He's like, listen, I can do this thing where I spill. Sp- where I um, milk comes out of my nose and my ears. I can't really control it. But <laughs> if you want it, it's on the table. We have a nuclear card. Should like, you need it? And she's like, um, just just be yourself. That'll be enough. No. But like, he's putting down all these extra things he could do to ruin the evening. Oh. Like uh, Screech gets to up, probably gets asked to do this a lot. Yeah, that's I how think, he makes money. Yeah, I guess so. Besides his besides his bike taxing service or whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Um. So, oh, also really quick, Screech is in this parade that goes with this ball or something or whatever. No, 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 no. Oh, it's homecoming it's week. Homecoming. That's what all this is for. Yeah. My bad. Totally he, forgot. He um his frat, which he's apparently still in the fraternity. Um, they're having a, a a parade float, and he he gets the job of walking behind the elephants. Freshman man. Ugh. Gotta put him in their place. Hey, Pledge. <laughs> Get behind the elephants, Pledge. Here, take this scooper, Pledge. Get this. Fuck. Hey, we're gonna start calling oh. you scooper instead of screech. <laughs> hey, scoops. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, me. Bro, me. Fear me, bra. Hey, cool. I can't. I. Oh, fuck these fucking douches. Douches and Romney bots. Thankfully God. for Screech, Kelly has a matching jacket so he won't get cold. Because he's wearing he's wearing the same thing that yeah. the Romneys make fun of Kelly for owning. Um, they are floored in the fact that their daughter is dating Scoops. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is and then old Scoops shit. is like, by the way, we're engaged. <laughs> Leslie couldn't hope this could go better. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no daughter of mine will marry a Scoops. Whatever his fucking name is. So they take her aside and like, Leslie, no. No. And she's like, listen, 
we're not really together. This was all just a big prank. I just want you to see that you can't control my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bitch. Excuse me? I don't, I don't understand. It's... We can buy and sell your life. What are you talking yes, about? You're acting like a child, Leslie. This is why this... This is why we try to control your life, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you feel like acting out by dating weirdos. Like, you're the worst. Ugh. You realize now you owe him a favor, right? Ugh. This is like, God damn it! I thought we'd raise you better. Listen, why don't you just drop out of college? We'll give you a job at Bain Capital. It'll be <laughs> fine. You shouldn't be left on your own. <laughs> um, but Screech doesn't realize that. Because the, the parents are kind of like, all right, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah, they really are. They're like, oh, I, all right, well, I guess we won't try to help you. Except with all of the money and yeah, I mean, everything. Yeah, we're still going to, we're not going to pressure you into things. Yeah, do what you want, you stupid child. You'll grow out of this weirdness. Yeah, that'll happen, yeah. Ugh. So, God, I hate Screech her. Screech still commits after that. He was like, hey, mom and dad. <laughs> I got some names of the kids we might have later. I, I don't remember what he said yeah. exactly, but it's. And we cut away from that wacky joke. Um, <laughs> Alex and Slater, they make up. And make out. And make Whoa! Out. Hey, you think I can get my lips in between that? Jesus <laughs> Christ! Can I get my lips in between, <laughs> in between that beak? Yeah, like only one way to find out. Weird, weird. That is a weird statement. He says something like he pours his heart like, "Look, Alex, I like you, and it's just I, I like you, and I like your weirdness, but it's gonna take me a minute to get used to the weird. I, I'm not used to this." And she's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, roll, rewind. You like me? Like that's all. I, apparently, yeah. that's all it took. So she's just starting for attention. She I mean, just needs attention. Like, type. yeah, she's she had a tough childhood, I'm sure. And then he then he rolls out the the line like, "Let me see if I can fit my lips into that that beak. <laughs> can these chicanos." Of lips fit inside that beak. Can these Chicano lips get up inside that falcon beak? <laughs> All right, weird. Never say that again. So weird. I really hope that I, I really want him to use Chicano throughout the entire ep- like all the episodes. Can I see Sanchez get his Chicano lips up in your beak? <laughs> Where did that accent come from? It's my people. No, it's not. Stop that, Slater. Sanchez. Oh, whatever. Oh, Zach was right. <laughs> Over this last week, I heard someone who actually had the last name of Slater, and my mind immediately went, but it's actually Sanchez. It's actually Sanchez. I would call classic. Mm. Hey, don't be ashamed of your Chicano heritage. (laughs) Can my lips fit up in that beak of yours? (laughs) Guys, that's a real line from the show. And then we get the the image of Ben Slater sticks his head up in this bird beak. To make out, which I... Fuck, that's weird. This is standing on the edge of tomorrow. Fuck, today, man. Weird, man. It's weird shit. Kelly is asked by Johnny to get in the limo and to be whisked away to, like, some kind of press conference or he's, something. No, or he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a run and do an interview with Bob Costas. And he mm. asks Kelly if she'd like to tag along and watch. And, of course, she's super excited. Oh, my gosh, of course. So she goes over, well, let me ask Zach really quick. <gasps> Kelly, you and Zach aren't together. Here yeah. his date. He should be happy that you're doing it. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Um, also, like, and I'm immediately like, oh, this is about to turn into showgirls. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna get bad. This is not gonna end well for you, Kelly. Yeah. Kapowski. And so we cut to the Zach next... can't be bothered. Like, he's... Yeah, he's busy losing. talking to, yeah. to, to big execs. Um, so cut to the next morning, um, you know... Zach's practicing his golf and... Getting ready for the golf game. Uh, Kelly comes in, and she does not look well... She must have had a rough night. She had a upsetting night because she seems very, very upset. And Zach and Kelly, they're so close now that he can see right through that. That defense that she throws up, as poorly acted as it is. Um, And and he's like, hey, I I got you. She went to the the company school. It's okay. 
Look, Kelly, I got you pegged, girl. Don't whiz this. What happened? Tell me while I'm practicing my putting game. I, Johnny will be here in a minute. Funny you should mention Johnny. I found out what he re what he's really like <gasps> off the field. Kelly got raped? Like, guys, we really thought, like, shit, they're about to get into some heavy stuff here. Guys, if this was not a primetime children's show, <laughs> Kelly, I mean, at least he would have tried. But instead, Alex... It's like what? a primetime television show, like the late show for, like, children children. Like, they stay up until 8 o'clock and then watch it and go to bed. I guess. I don't know. Like, but instead of, 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 of Kelly getting raped, Alex, what terrible thing happened to her? The worst thing happened, Oh, Brad. no. I'm so scared for her. She's just a poor young freshman in college. What, what did this big, powerful celebrity do to her? So, he gets her alone in the car. Oh, And sick. as Kelly was well aware of... Uh-huh. He started hitting on her and like, hey, do you think these lips can fit in that beak of yours? <laughs> she said, excuse me? Um, <laughs> I love that as a, like a pickup line. <laughs> I want someone to say that to a mascot now. Like, I want to see that happen let in me, life. Let me get these lips up in that beak. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to take to get these lips up in that beak? Yo, bitch. These lips up in that beak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm Chicano saying? Chicano studies! Chicano studies! <laughs> Getting real up in here! Yo, me's amiga! No, okay, look, so let me tell you what's up. Kelly, again, fully aware that this guy, this sports guy is gonna hit on her when they're alone in the car. Like, this isn't right. a buddy sitch. Right. Um, starts hitting on her in the car, and I'm sure it's, like, very casual. It's like, hey, look, I think you're cute. You should sit, sit closer to me. It's cool. And she gets worded out by, like, no, Johnny, no, this isn't gonna do that. So Johnny's like, alright, that's cool, that's fine. They get to... The interview, and there's another girl there, and Johnny's like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna hit on this girl because she's attractive and I may be into her. Right. And Kelly's like, ugh. Um, Kelly. What a jerk. He pays for a taxi for her to go home, we're assuming. Yeah. And then he is a jerk for doing this. He's a. Listen, Kelly, he hit on you, you turned him down. He didn't force the matter. No. He met another girl and said, hey, Kelly, could you take a cab home? <laughs> hey, look, kid, thanks for coming out. I, it was glad talking to you. Thanks for, like, pumping up my ego or whatever. But I met a girl. Um, oh, I was like, to be a fan. Here, let me autograph this for you. Here's, yeah, I'm going to yeah. hang out with this woman because um, we're adults and you're a child. Um, here's money. Keep the change. Take a cab home. Most Tell Zach I said hi and to be ready for uh, golf in the morning. <laughs> Most sensible thing in the world. This makes total sense. How is she offended by this? Fuck Kelly Capacity. Yes. She, Fuck her! You just want you just want this guy to want you and you and him not to want anyone else. I just want him to pine for me. Um, I'm not interested, but I want to make sure he doesn't want anyone else. Fuck off, yeah, bitch! Yeah, fuck that. Fuck you, Kelly. That's like not listen. Cool. No, too bad. You're not interested. Fine. He's gonna go find someone else. Get the fuck over it. I, it's just, but the, for to have what we just said play mm. out on screen like it plays it's confessing out, a it, rape. It plays out like she was raped. It is weird. Yeah. And Zach responds as if it's that. Yeah. Well, okay, he doesn't respond like it. He responds as if it is something that's just a jerk move. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, they were like, can we write a... We can't have him raped. I mean, even like That was assault, the first draft. Even and assault. Like, it's raped by but like, you know, But even if he got like a little too pushy and she had to like get out of the out of the limo, that would have worked. Yeah. But I guess like NBC was like, no, we can't have any even... We can't come close to that. <laughs> so this is what they did. And it's nonsense. Because then Zach's pissed off. But we always assume up to this point that um, eventually Johnny's going to flake on Zach. Right. Like, because Mike's been warning like every five seconds, don't trust him, don't rely on him, he'll promise you a poster and never deliver it. So Johnny shows up and that, that next <laughs> yeah. one knocks on the door. He's like, oh, hey, Kelly, what's up? Zach, you ready to go? We're ready. The limo's outside. And Zach's like, about that. I heard you did to Kelly. Yeah, she's a great girl. Just didn't work out. It's cool. 
Why does she want to come along golfing or something? I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, but it's okay. very like but it's, as yeah. it should be, like no co- drama because yeah. there's no drama. Because there. there's no drama. Also, I got to tell you about this chick I met last night. She's really cool. Um, come on, let's. You ready to go, Zach? I don't think so. What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. I got to study with Mike. Slam. Wait, dog, are you serious? Door shuts. Like, <gasps> Zach, what the uh, fuck is wrong with you? Fair enough. This guy's been here. He's been nothing but a mentor to you. Yeah. He's, he's wanting to do it now. He's taking you golfing. With these big execs so you can network, even though you're a freshman Dude, in college. But worst case scenario, he gets an internship at one of these places. Yeah. Like, and that's, I say worst case scenario, that will happen yeah. for him if he actually does this. Yeah. Because a football star is taking under his wing? Yeah, sure. I mean, like... If he doesn't get an internship at some nice places, I mean, he's doing this wrong. Yeah. And he does it wrong! This is why him and Kelly get married in Vegas. Because Zach spoilers, makes poor spoilers. life decisions. Alex, don't spoil Hey, I hear you were jerked my friend. He wasn't a jerk. No, he was a normal adult human. Kelly's being weird. Kelly ruined it. I think Kelly actually did it on purpose. Uh-huh. Now, you think that she actually fucked Johnny and, just, and tried to spin it around so Zach would not only not find out, but also, like, write off that future. That, so he wouldn't be out of reach. Ugh. Is that what really happened with the guy at the Max? He got promoted or left the Max? <laughs> And that's why she got dumped by him. Hmm. Eeks. Hmm. This is the crazy girl who followed Zach to college. <laughs> I think I had a theory working up. Well, I'll think yeah, about it. Yeah. One of my Saved by the Bell college years theories. One of your famous Saved by the Bell the college years theories. I have a theory this week. Um, and it's like, if you go to Alex's blog at uh, my Saved by the Bell college years theories. You can see all of his crazy new theories. My latest theory is on this really developing show. It's a very deep and uh, well thought out uh, series of articles. Uh, uh, Many of them are are multiple pages long and and almost incomprehensibly boring. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Zach goes to Mike after making one of the worst decisions he's made in the last month, mm-hmm. if not week or if not year. Mike, you were right. Mike wasn't right. <laughs> no. Because Mike, he volunteers. He's like, he, I told you, man, he was flaky. He is not, he just doesn't follow through. And this is what's even sadder because this is what, who's Mike? This is Mike's friend. Yeah. And this guy constantly bails on Mike. Never bailed on Zach. <laughs> True. Went out of his way yeah. to hook up Zach. And oh. you're like, and even Zach, I think as a character, realizes like, oh shit. You notice Mike wasn't invited to play golf? No. And Never. they're like best buds from when they played football. Yeah. Which, that's a sport that um, tends to like harbor camaraderie. Like, there's one of the people, like, people champion it. Mm-hmm. Not for the aggression that it'll later ruin you for in your life. Or the head injury. Or, you know, yeah, the trauma. I mean, fuck. Teddy Roosevelt almost outlawed football. Really? Yeah. Because of, like, well, at the time, it's back, you know, before they had, like, the, all the padding and stuff we had now. And there was, like, college football was, like, the main sport. And there were so many injuries. Like, like kids were dying all the time. And he, wow. he demanded they create new safety laws, um, you know, and, like, new gear to keep people from dying. And he was about to fucking just, like, say, no, no more football. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. But, like, he pretty much, like, he's changed everything, yeah. Now I'm wondering why the local news channels aren't jumping to hire you at Sports Facts. See? They have someone in their backyard in Cincinnati. I know, Guys, I know. Hire Brad to be your Sports Facts guy. He could Let drop the it. knowledge. Let me do it. Yeah, the Ravens may take it this week. Also, a little bit of history on sports. All this shit about, like, people, like, having, like, you know, terrible, like, head injuries and shit and, um, you know, mental problems because of football now. Oh, dude, like, it's still just as bad. Yeah, I mean, people are... Barry Obama ain't doing shit. They, mm. People talk about Barry taking your guns. Teddy Roosevelt, if Teddy Roosevelt was president right now, he would say, get this football shit under control or I'm going to destroy it. 
and get those guns under control or I'm taking them all away. I'll use them myself to hunt bull mooses. You won't have them, crazy people. Calm the fuck down. I'm the president. Fuck off. TR. Out. Like, he really would just either punch them or take out a big stick and just whack them across yeah. the head. Like, shut up. I'm yeah. taking your guns. Because you aren't responsible with them. He was You're not hunting yeah. with them. He's, he was brilliant, and he wasn't a fucking coward like Barack Obama. I mean, they don't make people like they used to, presidents like they used to. Well, he is, like, the one and only most yeah, I mean, awesome president yeah, ever. I mean, like, nobody beats Teddy Roosevelt. Nobody. Find me anyone. Can't. Can't. Never will. Lincoln? They should have made a Roosevelt movie. When are they going to fucking make a Roosevelt movie? That's... That guy's life is just ripe. I mean, they, I can make, they can make more than a trilogy. Like, you could make... Yeah, make like, it a miniseries. Make it a, out of it. Make it a TV series. The Life oh, of Teddy Roosevelt. nice, nice, nice. Come on. Netflix, get on that. You're looking for original programming. No. Hulu, get on that. Teddy Roosevelt. Do a Teddy Roosevelt thing. Cashing on this president shit. Starring Jeff Daniels. Nice. That's my casting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, hire us to do... Guys. got your... What's your new fall lineup? Ramjack's got you covered. We got What's your lineup. Facts? We got the movies. We got the sports facts. We got the history. We've got it all. Why isn't? Why aren't people giving us money? <laughs> That's a good question. Why am I like getting stabbed in lines with no George Owens to protect me? <laughs> and what we need to do is make you a hero. We need to make Ramjack a hero. We need to make the podcast a hero, and then people start giving us. Lots of, like, free publicity, and that's how people figure it out. Oh, those heroes, oh, I don't know what we could do. Like, maybe we saved the riverboat from colliding with the uh, the bridge, the, the Roebling Bridge. <laughs> they were so brave. Who did that? Oh, those, oh, they have a podcast. Oh, those famous podcasters? They start listening to the show. It's like, well, these guys have a lot of good ideas. Taking all the ideas. And I'm going to take the free ones they gave us for free, but I think they have a track record of not only being correct like Nostradamus, but also they know what's up. True. We should True. probably get them. Mm. Guys, hire us. Hire us or find us a way to become heroes. I, oh, make us heroes. <laughs> make us heroes. Make us your life coaches. Hmm. I like that. But who shouldn't be Zach's life coach is fucking wall of acting. I, he, he like admits, he's like, yeah, I guess I, I, I am jealous of him. I'm jealous of his life. I wish I could still be playing football. I'd do it for free. But it took arrows to these knees or like the ground or turf to these knees and I can't. Oh. I can't. It really is, because this is going to sound weird, but I know a lot of soldiers, um, the ones that don't have post-traumatic stress syndrome or don't come back like, fuck war. The people who like, actually miss it. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, so, oddly, some of them, like Marines, who were discharged before they actually saw service, mm -hmm. like, the the steps they go through to become that, they never change. Like, my mother told me a story once, how there was a Marine, an ex-Marine, who didn't really get to see action because he hurt his back during, like, training. And he still went through all the training, but he just never got over there. And he, he was a very nice guy and everything, but there were times where you saw that military training just like explode out of him and at one point he said something like part of me regrets never going over there and making a kill and i thought fuck dude you're a fucked up person see but sports does that to you too not to the point where like i wish i'd made that kill right but to the point where people fucking miss it like it is something like because it does well, have like I this mean, glamour of fame yeah, like well, it has this built-in like pseudo heroism yeah well like, anything you devote your life to like that i mean if you have to like fucking devote your life to any purpose any one true. singular thing and that is your entire identity wrapped up in it if you can't be part of that then I, yes a large point of your person personhood is just gone it's tragic I mean I, mean, I get that I mean you can make an argument that every human being goes through that eventually especially like I know a lot of people go through it when they have kids for the first time or even sure. get married because who they are changes right and they're like well fuck I can't be who I was yeah but, but I mean okay that's that's an aside Mike but talks I, like a lot of weird shit about like he talks about like the last time he played a game um, and he like he, he didn't want to take his uniform off and he just walked around like smelling the field and the grass for a few hours 
Um, just imagine this weirdo creep in full football regalia, um, just wandering around, sniffing the grass for hours. Hey, Mike, we gotta, we gotta close up. We gotta close up, Mike. Oh, the grass. The dirt. Yeah, Mike, we, we really, we gotta, gotta lock this shit down, could you? Everyone's already, like, getting chicken wings. Like, come on, it's time Can to I go. Can I get ten more minutes, please? You're just sniffing, Mike, you're like sniffing the dirt. Dog. It's sad. It's just over. go home. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Want some chicken wings? You wanna go get some chicken? Hmm? Huh? Can we get that uniform and get into something? Get some chicken? Maybe? Yeah, it's sad. It's fucked up. It's super sad. But all he has is that small little room and that small little 13-inch television. God. His teenser little TV. Teens wins teenser TV. But even Zach, Zach says, hey, at least it's in color. Sometimes. Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Today. <laughs> I want a sad version of that. Well, they do change up the music for Homecoming Week. The transitional music between everything is less of the guitar, like, wow, wow, and more like... Do, 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 do. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like what it actually is, but Reject. it's pretty hilarious. So that's basically the end of the episode. I, I don't who think anything won, else happens. Who lost? I think Mike lost, in, like, hands down. Yeah. I mean, Kelly got to meet one of her sports fans and then got to be turned down by him, or get to turn him down, and then he's cool with it. Um. Everyone else pretty much... Well, Zach may have also fucked himself over. Yeah, Zach lost. Zach, Zach didn't do well. He didn't lose. But, but Zach didn't have everything and then have to I mean, we went crawl to, around in a sports stadium. We pitied Mike Rogers. Yeah, like, and that's something we do not say lightly on this yeah. podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We pitied that man. We pitied Mike Rogers. We pitied the fool. Um, but winners, um, Alex? Yeah. She got her man, Slater, AC. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a mascot. Now she's a mascot. She's using her acting. Her, her would-be kind of almost not really acting. Her want to be other things than herself. She just, oh, she just okay. doesn't well, want to be herself. That seems sad. But she but, achieved her goal. Yeah. And she's and she's, and she's she's got a gay boyfriend. So <laughs> She's got a boyfriend that likes I mean, her. Oh, my God. A, a lot of women in theater love having gay boyfriends. It, it's a car- it, it happens. happens a lot. I mean, it happens. It happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a common thing that happens. So good for her. She's got her first gay boyfriend. She's moving up in the theater world. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know it, but she is. Yeah. Like, it's all, it may not seem like it now, see, but in 10 years, she's like, oh yeah, that's In college, a lot more than the parts you get, it's a lot more about life lessons, really, when it comes down to it. It is. <laughs> in so many ways. So I think Alex wins. Alex wins. Uh, Leslie was stupid. Leslie was just dumb. Oh. I was just worrying about Romney first world problems. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it by the yeah, hell. That's guys, it. That's it. It's the college years. It's self-reflection. It's, it's a lot of non-drama. Indeed. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Always a pleasure here, Brad. Indeed. Get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Uh, the phone number is 206-339-5894. Brad, do we have any voicemails? We do. So, I was uh, listening to John from the Care, episode 122 of the show. And, uh, boys, I just have a couple of... Uh, Minor corrections. Don't don't get in a tizzy about it. I just have a couple of corrections now. Uh, for Brad, I, I would say that it is it is not it is not fall of of duty. The the video game is not is not called fall of uh, duty. Uh, it is it's it's call call of duty. Uh, so that's that's the first correction. So I, I wouldn't want you to. Uh, uh, be uh, embarrassed if you were to have a, a video game-based conversation, you know, with video game enthusiasts like you do all the time. You do that all the time. So, and then uh, Alex, I believe the character uh, is not uh, Emperor Pamp. 
Pamplotine? I believe it's what I heard. It's not, it's not Emperor Pamplotine or Chancellor Pamplotine. I, I think you may have referred to him as uh, It is actually Palpatine. Palpatine. Uh, not Pamplotine, but uh, Palpatine. And uh, a couple more things here. Uh, let's see. Sorry, you just take a break there for a second. First of all, Listen, Jonathan, when we record four hours at a time <laughs> and then have to break it into two episodes, um, some things are going to be said. Misstatements will be made. See, I thought you said, uh, what did you say? Fall something? Apparently fall of duty is what I said. I thought you did that on purpose as a joke. Probably uh, did. As a joke, as playing on combining the games Fallout and Call of Duty. Because, guys, Brad doesn't really know video games that well. I mean, you <laughs> own a PS3, you play games... <laughs> But I'm an old be, man. I'm an old man. It might have been better to say something like uh, Black of Duty or Duty of Ops, which is combining sure. Call of Duty and Black Ops, which are the big games that sure. are uh, shoot-em-ups, first-person shooters. All the shoot-em-ups. So I, I, I took it as a reference from you combining video games That's me. I was as a making, joke, I was as a making, humor. I was making a super subtle, clever joke. I don't remember, actually. I, have, I, have, I don't remember. But I definitely said uh, Palpatine wrong. I, I often say things very wrong, and we know this. We know, we know this. this. I fix what I can. I, I still can't say what Muzzy told me to say. <laughs> still can't. I've had people... I have a friend at work who constantly <laughs> corrects me on it. <laughs> she studied in France for a while. Well. Um, and she's like, no, dude, you're not saying it right. <laughs> so. And I interrupt her going, Je suis la juvie. Ah. Which isn't even... Uh, Jonathan, I know you've corrected on that before. I'm sorry. I, but thank you for correcting us. But Jonathan has more, right? He does. Let's go back. Ah, oh, nerd. It's, it's definitely not Pinterest. Definitely not Pinterest. You guys said that about a dozen times between the two of you. It's, it's definitely not Pinterest. It's Pinterest. See, the thing about the website is it's called Pinterest because it's a website it's about pinning your interests to uh, sort of digital cork boards so that you can look at them later. You know, that interests me, so I'm going to put a pin in it, and then later I'll, I'll, I'll you know, follow up on that. So it's called, it's called Pinterest. Uh, just, just wanted you to know that. Uh, For the record, I have heard plenty of people say Pinterest and Pinterest. Yeah. I feel, I feel that's, I feel that's just open to interpretation. (laughs) I do love um, how Jonathan presented that. Right. The way that he um, said it. It's Pinterest. Am I saying it right? I don't know. Pinterest, Pinterest. You're pinning your interest. Yeah. Or I might be pinning the things that interest me. True. Who knows? Hmm. Who's to say? But Jonathan has Hmm. a strong opinion on it. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the the actual loser, I would say, of that um, of that Saved by the Bell Collectors episode is the is the actress character, the character that wants to be an actress, because she is the uh, the big toe in Gulliver's Travels, and that is you know clearly in any sort of real world context, she is in a ooh, terrible touring children's theater troupe of some sort, and I don't care what else is going on in any of those kids' lives, she is definitely at the bottom of the barrel scraping she is scraping the bottom of that barrel she didn't even and get my the favorite parts. line from this episode was uh, Alex to Brad uh, quote so this is how you choose to live your life that was my that's my favorite uh, moment alright can everyone phone in with their favorite moments of the last episode? And also when you phone... Like, can we make that a regular thing? Yes. That is hilarious. Please, I don't even remember saying that to Please you. phone in with your favorite moments and give us context of when it was said. I think I like it better when it's not. We have no idea. <laughs> it really could have been anything. Because I don't remember saying... And you've listened back to the episode. Like, you... you I, I went back trying to find is. that. I cannot. I just tweeted Jonathan. Hopefully he'll get back to us and let us know what the hell that was in reference to. Jonathan, thank you so much for phoning us. We really we really enjoy your phone calls. Absolutely. And I... 
I'm not one who shies away from being corrected. I really enjoy it. I will try to say things correctly. Palpatine. Pinterest. Zusui la juvi. I'm still saying that one wrong. Uh, well, okay, um, close enough. So this is how you choose to live your life. <laughs> so this is how you choose to live your life. Hey, Rim Jack. Paul Mackey in the freezer room. Uh, haven't gotten back to you in a while. Actually, I got kind of stopped up on this whole, uh, this whole, uh, chicken serving story. Worst, uh, worst uniform thing, because I ended up, uh, I ended up, you know, preparing it and scripting it, and then, uh, it's just, it, it, I got obsessed with the perfection of, uh, of the recording on a, on a decent mic in the, in the kitchen rather than on the phone in the freezer room. But, um, anyways, that's, that aside. Uh, uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Connection in the freezer room can be kind of, uh, mm. kind of lax. Well, I guess we see what the Ramjack answering service thinks of my long, overlong preamble. Uh, uh, anyway, so, so all of that aside, um, Brad, you didn't probably do very well in, the, in, in acting class with the whole relaxation exercise thing, I'm guessing. I don't know, you know, the, where, they, where they, you know, relax and have you focus your energies and, and you know, you, 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 you sit with your back straight up and down and imagine your back going, you know, piercing down to the center of the earth and drawing up energy and, and all that. I bet that didn't work out real well. Did you, uh, did you sit through that? I suppose you did. Oh, must have been horrible for you. Uh, anyways, um, that's all I have for now. I will talk to you later, bye. I always did hate that nonsense. <laughs> I remember us doing it in high school, but it was instead of focusing, well, it was focus instead of energy. Mm-hmm. Not, now draw your energy into your big toe. It was more like, focus on your big toe. Right. Which I thought was a pretty fun exercise. I- well, yeah, but we did in high school because Miss Sinsley just didn't want to teach and wanted us to like lay on the floor for all the class because she was lazy. True. <laughs> she was 26. I mean, she just got out of college and was teaching high school theater. It's so weird to think about that she was only 26 teaching us yeah. high school theater. Or maybe younger. Maybe she was 24, I, I guess. We are, yeah, older she was, than, we are, old, we are yeah. like really old. Yeah. I've been on dates with 24-year-olds. They just seem so mature. They're like children. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Think about our high school theater classes. Quite true. Ridiculous nonsense we did. <laughs> But yeah, um, I actually, um, I, we talked about this on the show back in the day when I did that show where it was the worst show. Yeah. And all those actors rebelled and were like stalking me online and stuff. Um, they did all these, like, they would spend half an hour doing like warm up exercises and things, all like this hippie job energy shit. And we also had fucking rehearsals because of this fucking yokel cunt bitch. Um, in she worked in a fucking new age holistic healing facility, which oh, I was no. so fucking angry about that. Like I cannot like the p- place that's just there to steal people's money and perform fake medical treatments pissed me off, and I made and it was very clear like I was not happy to be there. Um, yeah, and uh, like at one point I was like I, I said something on Twitter about. I'm so glad that I'm not an actor and have to do, like, a lame actor um, warm-up exercises anymore. And then, like, the next day, I, like, all these people are giving me the cold shoulder because they had been fucking stalking me out on Twitter. Really? Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Do you and think you give an opinion on doing a weird like, listen, exercise? Who cares? If you want to I... do it, knock yourselves out. I hate that shit. I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore. And that's just your opinion. Yeah. I don't... Brad doesn't like the way we do warm up. It's like... He's too good for us. Because he's a writer. And he... Uh, we are his puppets to him. And I, I felt so bad because my friend Warren was in that show and I brought him in. 
<laughs> and like he was like, I just wish we could fucking rehearse the show because these people don't know their fucking lines. But we spent half an hour like doing this warm up. Half show. an hour doing half an show? hour. See, yeah. I, I lived through this with you, kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't remember you saying anything about the warm up stuff. Oh, it was. I remember hell. you complaining about. Fucking um, Connie Cutner that didn't want to... She was yeah. angry that she had a script. Yeah. Fuck that bitch and her fucking shitty-ass job. Her stealing people with, and giving them fake medical treatment job. Fuck that bitch if I see her on the street. Brad, be careful. She, could fucking, be, she might still be stalking you. I'll fucking take a bitch out. Ugh. Hate her. Uh, Paul, I really I really wish you'd just phone in on that chicken thing that you were talking about, chicken shirt thing. Because that sounds interesting. I'm sorry that didn't work for you. Um, we, got, we got one more here. Oh, we do. Apparently it was a cold night in the freezer room. <laughs> you know, actually, wow, you are really in an industry that's got uh, <laughs> to be a little frustrating for you on, a, on an almost daily basis. I mean, actors and actresses are the worst for this whole uh, energy thing. You know, I, I really like the energy of this character, and, uh, you know, it, it, it puts me in a really good space and, uh, and all that. And, Oh, 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 I can imagine. I, I can imagine some uh, fairly uncomfortable situations for you directing actresses and actors that uh, that are talking about the energy of the uh, of the piece or the the role, the character. Yeah, eh, actors. Uh, anyways, uh, talk to you later. Bye. There is a hell of a lot of pseudoscience and superstition in the theater. Well, in the arts in general. Yeah. Like, Paul knows his shit. He yeah. knows what's up. Paul knows what's up. I will say, on the plus side, for the most part, most of those people that are really into it, and there are some people that are really into it, they don't get work. Well, they're, I mean, yeah, they tend to not be very talented. Well, they're right. disconnected from reality, so yeah. of course it's hard for them to get to work. Yeah. Unless they're, like, super attractive, and there's just different rules, yeah. kind of. But that's not going to help you all the way. No, not at all. So... And look, and then um, I think the only place where people who are really disconnected with reality, reality, who get jobs, are like clergy members and like people that work in churches. Ah. I mean, if you really think about it, because no one else wants no one wants a crazy person working for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's levels. There's certainly levels. A lot of weird pseudoscience and oh, all the fucking the Mac, all the Macbeth shit. That fucking will drive me up a wall. You cannot say that. Don't say name. it. Don't say it in the theater. Really, fuck off. I mean, but those are, I, I do, I don't hate the people who do that for, for fun. Like, it's fun to kind of get into superstitions-ish. Well, sure, because you're just playing as a, traditions. As a joke. Yeah. Yeah, no one's seriously, like, Christmas creep. That's a tradition right. on Ramjack. Right. That is wonderful. Is there right. a Christmas creep? Of course there is. Is he creeping on Christmas <laughs> right now? Of course he is. Well, we saw this year was the Valentine's creep. Yeah, we did. We The Cupid creep. We saw Cupid creeping, and that scares me even more. <laughs> mm. Silent creep with a Cupid. And Christmas um, is over. Here comes the Cupid creep. Watch out. Like, January 1st. Like, where, was, where was Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Day? Where was all the Martin Luther King, King Jr. Day candies? And decorations. What and we masks. need is, what we need is a king creep. <laughs> we need king creep. That's what we need is a, is a king creep. I hate when the Christians will turn that into the real king creep. Praise him. See, all right. Five and two, Here, four and two. Here's what we're gonna do next year on Ramjack, starting starting mid December. We're gonna have Martin Luther King Jr. creep. That's awesome. We should just go ahead and make that a, a slogan for the rest of the year. Have the holiday like well in advance. Yes. I mean, Cupid's already been creeping. What comes after Cupid's Day? Is President's Day after that? Can we get some George Washington Abraham Lincoln creep going Can we get some on? Teddy Roosevelt creep? <laughs> President's creep. President creep. Bully. But you're right. I, the arts are like full with people with pseudoscience. I remember people, fuck, in my design class bringing projects in that were themed with weird pseudoscience. Like mm-hmm. the weird thing where like the whole 
Well, it's holistics, right? Where you drop a drop of water and you separate it over and over and over and over oh, and over again. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Homeopathic? Homeopathic. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. 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 And I was like, no. That's not a real thing. That's not a real thing at all. It's not a real thing. By the way, Lindsay Mitchell, get a new doctor. Ooh. Calling Ooh. you out again because every Eating episode. shit off the floor. Which she stopped. Which we have. She told us she stopped. She told us she like, stopped. We actually tied a dual convo with her and she stopped. Yeah. We should have recorded that. Um, we did. Oh, we did. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's all I need to know about. There was something else about what Paul just said. Well, well, go ahead. What were you going to say about pseudosciencey stuff? I mean, there, there's a lot of, um, there's also a lot of things that are like, I also hate sometimes like people, people. There's a lot of things that sound when they use pseudosciencey terminology when things aren't really necessarily that way. When they people talk about like energy of like characters and stuff like that, they are they, they don't really mean pseudosciencey things, but it sounds that way. Because there's only... I mean, I mean only because we need a shorthand. We, we need shorthand for, you know, these terms sometimes. Well, she's charisma or something. Like, it's... I mean, I, yeah, I wish we had better terms, but sometimes it's just a hard thing to put into words for people. Because energy is such... It's like God. We've robbed it of any yeah. actual meaning that we can use it for one of those words. Yeah. It's like fuck. Fuck, God, and energy are all the same word. Yeah. It's like, fuck I need... Fuck has no meaning anymore. You can I need use that for everything. But, like, sometimes it's just easier to say, I need you to come in, um... I need you to um, have uh, more energy on the beginning of that scene, and then when he comes in, let that kind of affect that. It's easier to say oh, that. Oh, and Poindesters would be like, what, do you want kinetic, or do you want potential energy? Right, right, right. And, and other people would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can really feel the moon right now, so I'm going to draw on that, yeah. take it in here, and then let it out really, really quick. and say, you're going to love hearing it. Thank you. Praise him. Uh-huh. See, we just need better words. We need better we need better words. We need better words, but it's a shorthand and we just what we need is more educated people that'll understand when we say something that sounds like that, we don't mean in a crazy I'm talking yeah. to the moons. When you say I need more energy, they're not gonna look at you and say, Oh, I think I know what you mean and then wink. Yeah. And then be like, no, I don't believe. And then fucking fucking Connie Cotner is gonna have a thirty minute acting exercise where she focuses her energy so she can heal someone with fake. Bo- oh fuck that bitch. Jesus. Ugh. So yeah, guys, get on that cupid creep. Thank you so much for calling in, Paul. We really appreciate it. Indeed, we got some emails. You can email us ramjackpodcast at gmail What What does someone email us, bro? Um. Well, we got another forward from Evan's grandma. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love them. Um, and this I quite enjoy. Evan says, uh, hey guys, yet another one from Grandma. Maybe the most confusing one yet. <laughs> the subject, forward, forward, thank you. <laughs> it's been forwarded many times. Some things are everlasting. Remember them and let the love extend to everyone. Thanks for sharing this. Thank you. <clears throat> A young man learns what's most important in life from the guy next door. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is like a little story here. We're gonna have a little story time. Over the phone, his mother told him, Mr. Belzer died last night. The funeral is Wednesday. (laughs) Whoa. Memories flashed through his mind like an old newsreel as he sat quietly remembering his childhood days. (laughs) Kids don't know what newsreels are. (laughs) Jack, did you hear me? (laughs) Oh, sorry, Mom. Yes, I heard you. It's been so long since I thought of him. I'm sorry, but I honestly thought he died years ago, Jack said. Nice. Mm. Ellipses there also. There's supposed to be a pause for dramatic effect after said. Well, he didn't forget you. Every time I saw him, he'd ask how you were doing. He'd reminisce about the many days you spent over his side of the fence, as Uh-oh. he put it, Mom told him. Well, did he leave me any money, Mom? Like, did um, he really think of me? Did he molest you? He probably touched you in your bathing suit <laughs> did, area. Uh, did he touch you? I've never forgot him. Well, he didn't forget. Like, why is that Mom's being such a bitch about it? Well, he didn't forget you. We always asked about you. 
calm down, bitch. You... I never understand why people say that. Like, I'll talk to my mother, and she'd say, well, so-and-so asked about you. I was like, who fucking... I don't know who these people are anymore. Yeah, yeah great. Tell them specifically I didn't ask about them. It's... Yeah, or like... I like how family, they'll be like, um, do you remember so-and-so? No. <laughs> Well, when you were little, you met them. Okay. Or is well, there... they were asking about you the other day. I don't know who they okay. are, so... I Why didn't they them. ask me about yeah. me yesterday? But go ahead. Again, that's the selfishness coming in. I should... Right. Again, tonight I'm going to think about myself and know that I'm so think selfish. Think about others. And then think about others. I love that old house he lived in, Jack said. Uh-oh. Eyes on the real estate. You know, Jack, after your father died... Mr. Belzer stepped in to make sure you had a man's influence in your life. Oh, fuck. Said, oh, God, Mr. Belzer fucked Jack, and Jack's having repressed memories. He's the one who taught me carpentry, he said. I wouldn't be in this business if it weren't for him. He spent a lot of time teaching me things he thought were important. Mom, I'll be there for the funeral, Jack said. I will see him dead. <laughs> <laughs> what he did to me, I will never forget. <laughs> as busy as he was, he kept his word. Jack caught the next flight to his hometown. He's a carpenter. How this busy? This almost seems like the end. And as busy as he was, Jack kept his word. He kept his word. <laughs> and every Christmas he was <laughs> filled with spirit. Mr. Belzer's funeral was small and unevent- uneventful. He had no children of his own, and most of his relatives had passed away. Yeah, he definitely raped this kid. Oh, definitely. The night before he... The night before he had to return home, Jack and his mom... The night... Uh Uh-oh. The night before he had to return home, Jack and his mom stopped by to see the old house next door one more time. Maybe using punctuation. Jack lit the match. (laughs) (laughs) Jack said, Mom, this is where he raped me. This is where it happened. And you let it happen. And this is where he killed Dad. What? (gasps) Standing in the doorway, Jack paused for a moment... It was like crossing over into another dimension. A leap through space and time. <laughs> Please tell me this gets weird. Oh, or is it going next door? It's pretty much just stepping um, through a doorway. A leap through space and time. The house was exactly as he remembered. Every step held memories. Every picture. Every piece of furniture. Jack stopped suddenly. What's wrong, Jack? His mom asked. I was raped. No. <laughs> oh, boy. The box is gone, he said. What box? Mom asked. Jack. (laughs) There was a small gold box that he kept locked up on top of his desk. I must have asked him a thousand times what was inside. All he'd ever tell me was the thing I value most, Jack said. Oh, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) Child porn. (laughs) Lots and lots of weird child porn. Gross. It was gone. Everything about the house was exactly how Jack remembered it, except for the box. He figured someone from the Belzer family had taken it. So were they just like, did they just break into this guy's house? Like, why? <laughs> That's why he had, like, he realized when he broke into the house that when he crossed that threshold, he was a burglar. <laughs> I'm going to get that gold box, Mom. Seriously. It's the last fucking thing I do. Now I'll, now I'll never know what was so valuable to him, Jack said. <laughs> you didn't even know he was alive. Come on, dude, yeah. I better get some sleep. I have an early flight home, Mom. It had been about two weeks since Mr. Belzer died. Returning home from work one day, Jack discovered a note in his mailbox. Signature required on a package. No one at home. Please stop by the main post office within the next three days. The note read... (laughs) Thanks. I couldn't have worked that out. Shoddy writing. Also, I love that... Like, this story is, like, taking the time to let us know that he missed a package. Can I throw out an idea? Mm -hmm. 
why are we sending like little stories through email forwards? Um, because I know this is gonna get Jizo in a second. But what if Brad Ramjack started a s serial like multi-pieced um story that we just forward through emails? Um, because if I'm gonna write serialized stories for a long period of time, I wanna make money off of oh, them. Oh, true. But I think it might be an interesting guerrilla tactic. Bank. A story that's really just a story people share. But go ahead. Early the next day, Jack retrieved the package. This is riveting. The small box was old and looked like it had been mailed a hundred years ago. Through Ooh. time and space, probably. No. This very night! <laughs> the handwriting was difficult to read, but the return address caught his attention. Mr. Harold Beltzer, it read. Jack took the box out to his car and ripped open the package. There inside was the photos. Mr. No. <laughs> <laughs> there inside was the gold box and an envelope. Jack's hands shook as he read the note inside. What did Mr. Belzer do to him? Yo, dog. The note read. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Upon my death, please forward this box and its contents to Jack Bennett. It's the thing I valued most in my life. A small key was taped to the letter, his heart racing as tears filling his eyes. Jack carefully unlocked the box. There inside he found a beautiful gold pocket watch. Anticlimactic. Running his fingers slowly over the finely etched <laughs> casing, he unlatched the cover. Inside, he found he found these words engraved: "Jack, thanks for your time!" Exclamation point. Harold Belser. The thing he valued most was my time. Um. Oh, whoa. You mean your how to process your this, prepubescent uh, young boy fascination with the man next door? Time. Hey, Jack. Thanks for your time. Yeah. That's almost. I took it from you. So Jack goes into a coma basically after this, <sighs> or just like he's a puddle of emotion. He's got to get a therapist now. Um. Jack held the watch for a few minutes, then called his office. Isn't he a carpenter? What is this office? Yeah, um, I have a cousin who's a carpenter. It doesn't work that well, way. Well, this is how it works. He he called his office and cleared his appointment for the next two days. Why, Janet? His assistant asked. No. Uh. I need some spend some. I need to spend some time with a friend. He said. Oh, by the way, Janet. Thanks for your time. Whoa. This man is affecting Jack in a negative way, I think, ultimately. But we'll see what happens. Tilde, tilde, tilde. Uh -oh. Chapter end. Chapter two begins. Think about this. You may not realize it, but it's 100% true. <laughs> oh, now we're getting the fun facts. Number one. At least 15 people in the world love you in some way. Not necessarily true at all. Also, wait a um, minute. Two at period, two dot, two period, either two periods or two dot ellipses. At least fifteen people in this world love you in some way. Fact. In fact some number way. One. Um, not true. Facts. Not necessarily true at all. No one. Can well, love you. some people. Again, I, most people they're not thinking about you. Well, how many people do you love, Brad? Out of curiosity, think about it. How many people do I love? I mean, I, I mean, for this to work with like the what you gotta is break it, the down rule, numbers. Like, yeah, six degrees of separation know. or something. Like it gets. There may be some people that maybe struggle. Maybe they're fourteen or twelve or two. I mean, really love them. Start at the top of the list. Um, Dr. David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon. That's yes. the top of the list. That's the most important yes. people. Yes. And you are one of the fifteen people that absolutely <laughs> love them, and they appreciate that and will know that. Yes. Know that. Number two, a smile from you can bring happiness to anyone, even if they don't like you. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. No. That's a little crazy. <laughs> uh, first of all, a smile from you can bring happiness to anyone. Not necessarily true at all. No. No. Some people don't have really good smiles, and some people smile awkwardly. Yeah. Not to say that's a bad thing, because people should smile, but but from your enemies? From someone, someone who doesn't, doesn't like, like you? you? I don't want to see someone I hate smiling. I want to see them crying. <laughs> Number three. 
Every night, someone thinks about you before they go to sleep. Oh, whoa. Wow, we already covered that. Not true. Someone is all in capitals, and by that, they mean yourself. Yeah, true. Thank you for your time, by the way. Four, you mean the world to someone. Definitely See, not true. Okay, so 15 people love me. <laughs> but only one of them one, I mean one. the world to. Yeah. Okay. I, all this right. is all bullshit. This is, I know this but who's the one person thinking about me every night? No. I don't know if they're the same. Well, it's probably someone <laughs> that told you that she didn't like you. Oh, no. Think about that one girl that told you she, she didn't like you at all. Is that what it means by she even loves if you. She, you're people the world like you smile even if they don't like you? I don't know. Because she said she didn't like you, but she actually likes me. <laughs> she enjoys my smile. It all works. It all works. People who say they don't like you actually love you. Twist part, that's not true. Number five, if not for you, someone may not be living. What? If it wasn't for you, Brad, <laughs> someone might be dead. Someone might be dead. Really? Who have you saved, Brad? I ain't saved no people. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I mean, we don't know the grandeur no. of all the plan or what happens, but Mm-mm. sure there was a time when you thought, you know what, well, I think I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go across this intersection right now. And if you had, you you probably saved a life. Probably saved a life then. Did I? I don't think so. I don't that was kind of bonkers. I mean, I don't know. If not for you, someone may not be living. Alex, if it wasn't for you, somebody would be dead right now. Hmm. Dead. Hmm. That's a lot of weight on my shoulders. Yeah. It's number six, Brad. Number six. You are special and unique. Well, I mean, technically. Technically, we're, yeah, we're all unique. Sure. Genetically, I mean. We're different people. We're not the same person. Are we special? I guess if you really want to be... <laughs> Evan's grandmother is really into lists. Mm. Didn't we go over the Ten Commandments from her, and now we're getting whole new things? No, 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 no. We went through the Ten Commandments just as the Ten Commandments. That was from Squirrel Hell. We found out about the war. Ah. Number seven. When you think you have no chance of getting what you want, you probably won't get it. But if you trust God to do Uh. what's best and wait on his time, sooner or later, you will get it or something better. Mm. Bullshit. Eight. When you make the biggest mistake ever, something good can still come from it. <laughs> you know... What's the biggest mistake ever? When Hitler killed off all those Jews. <laughs> guys, look. Guys, take a knee. <laughs> I made a big mistake. I made a crazy huge mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, we got some good stuff out of it, right? I mean... The Diary of Anne Frank was a was a hit. It was a hit. It was a Broadway like just blockbuster. Yeah. Like, couldn't get enough of it. Oh, sold the book sold great. The, I mean, a lot of people don't know, but Hitler he took it to his army and was like, guys, I blew it. <laughs> blew it. <laughs> guys, I blew it. I made a big old mistake. Whoopsie daisies. Even people of power can make mistakes. Yeah. Something now, good can come from them. Look, the 15 of you out there in this mess of people who love me, and the one person who thinks <laughs> me every night, thank you. Mm. But I've made a mistake. I'm big enough to say that. When you think, this is number nine, when you think the world has turned its back on you, take a look. You most likely turned your back on the world. Whoa. Listen here. Stop blaming victims. Well, that is changing your perspective, but that is also blaming the victim. Yeah. So fuck off. Ten. Someone that you don't even know exists loves you. Ah! I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I'm getting stalked. That's terrifying. Someone's stalking me and has like unrealistic or unweird warranted feelings toward us. Yeah, that's weird. Someone we don't even know exists. Listen, if you love, again, I've already, I've already laid out the fact that that probably not a good idea. Oh. You can do better. Um, is this list made personally toward us? I guess. Are there people out there who are listeners that we don't even know is out there Listen, other than a, like a fan or a downloader? 
And they love us, Brad. Listen, mystery person, if you love... Our persons. Our persons. If you love us, let us know, because it's kind of creepy. You're just loving us all off in a weird stalker. We need to make this... Try to make this a two... It's not It's not love if it's not a two-way street. Yeah, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it right now, Brad, and I think I speak for both of us here. We really, really like our listeners. Mm-hmm. Do we love them? Um, the way a podcast host should love an audience. Sure. Um, but we only have enough capacity to love 15 people 15. in our lives. So now I didn't that set list. that. I didn't set that number. Mm. That number was given to me arbitrarily in an email. <laughs> but I hold fast to Evan's it. Evan's grandmother said, said that we can only have 15. Look, so I we've got. Well, I've already burned up two on Hasselhoff and Harmon. Can it change? Like, can I have 15 one week and 15 the next week? Because love changes. People fall in and out of love with people sure, all the time. Sure. So maybe we'll get around to everybody. I, well, I put you guys on rotation. I don't know. And between me and Brad. That's thirty people a week. So I mean, there oh, you go. what if we what if we love the same person? Oh, we may have to we may have to write a list down of who we love. Oh, we're gonna work this out, guys. We'll, we'll work it out, guys. No let worries. us know who you love. Just know. Um, <laughs> let us know if we're on your list. We're not gonna tell you if you're on our list unless you are. Oh no, that would be no. If if, we, if you're not on our list, we're just going to pretend that we didn't see the message. Because that'll be awkward. Like it's better this way, guys. Let's let's be honest. You don't ah, have your come on. Let's be totally honest. Number 11. Always remember the compliments you received. Forget about the rude remarks. Okay. All right, I guess. Fair enough. How about just remember truth and get nonsense? Remember the truth. Maybe that rude remark is a little bit, maybe it hits home a little bit. Maybe it hurts because it's so true. Mm. Number 12. Always tell someone how you feel about them. Mm. You feel much better when they know you, and you'll both be happy. Mm. Hey! Yes. I like this email. It's kind of latched on to stuff we talked about earlier. I like that. Yeah, sage advice. Number 13. If you have a great friend... Hey there, friend. Hey, buddy. Take the time to let, to let them know that they are great. You're great. Brad, you are wonderful. Am I great? Sure. Am I great? Yeah, you are great. Okay. Brad, as a, you are great. Great, some would say. <laughs> I just let them know they're great. <laughs> hey, okay. hey, hey, Ramjack listening audience, you're great too. To everyone I sent this to, thanks for your time. Oh! Ah! It happened. We did it. Yay. Um... <laughs> Blown away. That's hilarious. That changed my life. Like, okay, so this dude had this gold box. The whole time this this kid was like, what's in the gold box? The thing I care about most. Um, that watch was not in that box when he was a kid. Why would he have a watch mm. that said, thanks for your time? Was he just waiting till he died to give that kid? No. He had something creepy in that box. Mm. And he switched it out because he knew he was getting old and dying. And he wanted to leave something nice. Because there was something terrible in that box. We've had discussions about this before, like, what would happen if you died and people went through your stuff after you were gone? I mean, you know that creeps people out. Because we all know people will find things that you don't want them to find. Don't like that. Because people think they're going to live forever. Yeah. And they're not. That's why I say, everybody, suicide is the way to go. Because at least then you've already made preparations. You're if prepped. you were going to kill yourself, then I think that you at least, if you're serious about it, yes. then you've also gone and taken care of everything. Yes. You, you've taken whatever's in your gold box and you've you replaced, have replaced it, with it with something that is wonderful, <laughs> that a child, that will mm-hmm. brighten a human being's day and maybe make maybe yes. make a bigger impression on the world. Absolutely. As opposed to your lucky rabbit's foot mm-hmm. from your pet rabbit you killed as a child and didn't tell mommy about because she wouldn't let you have chocolate so you stole it from the uh, grocery store. And things escalated. That happens. It happens, I guess. I don't know where these people go. This kid, was, this this man was, uh, we do know from the story he was raping this old child. Definitely. I mean, that was Molest- given. I think it was, molesting. I think it was easily foreshadowed throughout the entire thing. Well, also, I mean, think about this. The guy lies about his career because he's not a carpenter. 
<laughs> like, there's Why so is much... a carpenter jet setting around the country? Mm, no. I'll be there, Mom. <sighs> I'm gonna spend hundreds of dollars on a plane ticket just so I can hopefully break into this man's house who raped me and steal back the gold watch that he kept out of, or the gold box he kept away from me. You, you thought the pictures were in there. You thought the pictures were in there, and you'd be able to get them and know that this event was forever behind you. Or that it happened. Maybe he blocked it and is sure. scared and has nightmares and can't can't. He wants get to know for sure until he knows. Does what happened? Does what I think happened actually happen? He'll never know. Never know oh. until he unwinds the back of that clock and then he opens up the back and there's a picture. Oof. Not what you think. Not what you thought. Mm. He'll be fine though. Also, that old man. Th who who mailed that? <laughs> like, does the, the post office really have one of those things? Because they did that in Back to the Future. Like, they said I was crazy for coming out here to give you this letter, but it's been back there since eighteen whatever eighty six yeah. seventy six. Well, Back to the Future was, was at least. I mean, at least they made it work. But like, well, this, this, the post office cared back then. Well, it wasn't the post office. It was like it was like a Western Union or something. Okay. Yeah. Don't remember. In Back to the Future, but in this, um, in Mister, because uh, I thought it was like a brother or something that had mailed it, but no, the, apparently it was he mailed mom it. being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it just took it that long to get. It was one of she, the last things he did, probably, is live because he committed suicide. Because he, he couldn't he, live with all. He that. got rid of the photos, put a watch in, and sent it off. Out of all the ones, out of the fifteen that I loved as your childhood, you're mm. my favorite. Here's a gold watch. He gave every one of those kids a gold box. The watch, dude. You're not special. Yikes! I didn't mean to take it dark, but we all know that's where it was going. That's where it went. It was there. We saw it. Guys, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you so much. It got a little dark. It got a little weird at the end, but I hopefully um, you've learned something. I know me and Brad have learned something. Also, realize that you're great. You're great. Brad, you were great. You're great. And someone's told me I'm great, so everything's fine. Hey. Everything's a-okay. Also, realize that no one really gives a fuck, all right? So just... No one no one really cares, you're great. but you care. You're great. Fifteen people apparently love you, but nobody really cares. But, I mean, the question there is what's going to happen on Valentine's Day when there's 15 people that you're giving Valentine's to. Ooh. I think that's going to be my number this year. I'm going to get 15 Valentine's and then really yes. think about the people I love that week and be like, hey, you're the person I love this week. Here's a Valentine. That's what I'm going to do I this like this week. plan. Yeah. I think everyone should do that. 15 Valentine's. Find your 15. Limit. That way it's affordable for everyone. Find your 15. Yes. Who's your 15? Mm. Send them a Valentine this, uh, this special season. I like it. I like it. Ready for that teddy creep, though. Watch <laughs> out. Um, guys, find us on uh, Facebook. Got a Facebook group. Everyone loves that. We love it. It's just great. Um, also, uh, find us on iTunes. Visit the website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. And guys, really, remember, don't, don't be afraid. If you want to know, just ask. What's in the gold Well, hey there, Johnny. How's it going? Oh, not too good. Not too good? That doesn't seem, you know, very cheerful. All the kids are playing out. Why aren't you playing with them? Well, well Mr. Willis, I'm no fun for anything. I've got nubs for My hands. gosh, nubs! Ah! Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. It's just... That terrified me there for a minute. My gosh, all you have is fleshy nubs. And they, and they go together and make a meeting sound when they click. I, 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 that's scary. I mean, I haven't been this scared since I've seen the dark crystal. Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Did I make you cry? It's okay. Everybody does. Oh, Johnny, that, I didn't mean to. Uh, is there anything I can do for you? You want some candy? Or how about a brand new puppy? No, it's okay. Well, uh, well what can I do? Mr. Willis, I, what good am I? I've got nubs. Uh, well, people with nubs can do stuff, too. I mean, they have to make a living, right? Well, yeah, but, but what can I do? 
Well, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Um, I've got knobs for hands, Mr. Willis. What can I do? Well, give me a second. I gotta think. Um, you could be a janitor like me. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's simple. Just listen. Put one knob in front of the other, and soon you'll be mopping up the floor. Put one knob in front of the other. Wow. And you can do, well, simple household chores. Hey, wow. That's pretty neat, Mr. Willis. Sure is. Well, but, you know, someday I'll have to go off and have a career of my own. And, and Well, just, what, what can I do? What can I contribute to society? Um, uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I've I, got nubs for hands. I, I got an idea. Put nub A to nub B, you could sort mail. Wow. Put nub A to nub B, you could sort mail. Hey, look at that. Put nub A to nub B. Hey, watch out for the anthrax, buddy. Uh-oh. And soon you'll be sorting the mail. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe I can make it, but, well, you know, sometimes I still wonder about stuff. Well, what's on your mind? Well, well I just kind of wonder, you know. Why'd God make me this way? That's a tough one. Um, we, we could ask him about it. But but how? Um, I've got nubs for hands. Uh, I got an idea. Um, put nub A to nub B by your head and pray. Why did God make me this way? Put nub A to nub B by your head and pray. Mm. Put nub A to nub B and pray, and you'll be praying to your favorite deity every day. Ah. <laughs> that is amazing. I can pray, but, well, Mr. Willis, you, you've just opened up all kinds of doors to opportunity for me. <laughs> Have just, you do it, Johnny. Just, I can do almost anything. Well, yeah. I, I, I can be a surgeon even if I try hard. <laughs> a surgeon, Johnny, that's rich, man. I mean, you got nubs for it. Take an old surgical equipment. <laughs> you freak. Well, well, I mean, people go to school for years to learn how to do it with hands, and... And you've just got nubs, you lazy bum. I mean, what can you do with surgery? Well, yeah. I guess you're right, Mom. Well, maybe I could be a janitor like you. Oh, let's not rush things there. Well, well I've got to get off. Uh, it's nice talking to you, Johnny. Well, Mr. Willis, can I give you a hug? Whoa, whoa, no touching, no touching. You put the nubs away, son. You got a jacket with pockets. Put them there. Okay. I'm sorry, I just got to go. Right. Right. See you later. All right.